0: Hello to all you survivors out there in the wasteland. We're transmitting from our hermetically sealed bunker beneath the nation's capital, and thank you for joining us on whatever scavenged receiver you've got going today. I'm Brandon Crilly, Ottawa-based author of science fiction and fantasy.
1: And I'm Evan May, author of The King in Darkness and *Bonhomme Homme Our cozy little bunker is keeping us safe as a gateway to the abyss has torn open and a demonic horde has flooded into the city. But we also have a lot of time on our hands as we wait for the horde to pass along, so we've decided to pass our time by sharing stories
0: instead of a campfire we have the stench of brimstone and the blare of infernal
1: horns we'll be talking about the stories we love from the world of science fiction fantasy and horror as well as the tales that come from the creation of stories and the creation of art in general
0: today we've invited two of our fellow survivors to share their own ideas experiences and interests with us here's who will be joining us in the bunker today
2: Hello everyone, my name is Julie Chineda. I'm delighted to be here with uh, Evan and Brandon and Kevin and having a wonderful conversation shortly to ensue, because this is an intro. I write science fiction and fantasy published by Daw Books. My 20th book, The Gosper Mage, comes out in August of 2019. And the thing you may not know about me is that I still do turn over every rock I can possibly find, and I'm very slow when I walk for that reason.
3: Well, hi there. I am Kevin Hearn, and I am the author of The Iron Druid Chronicles, The Seven Kennings, co-author of The Tales of Pell, And the forthcoming new series, Ink and Sigil. And uh, one thing that you may not know about me is that I cannot handle Cauliflower.
1: We're both really looking forward to our conversation today and just as excited that we get to share it with you. Gather round, survivors, and welcome to broadcasts from the Wasteland. my first and only yeah, time in Scotland. Yeah, yeah I mean, Glasgow, I, I don't know much about it,
4: mm-hmm.
1: except yes, I remember from when I was be young, there would always be lots of be stories true. on like the news about yeah, football yeah. violence in Glasgow. Uh, yes. Right? So you
0: want tea? I would love that. Okay, I've got like orange peat going with
3: breakfast. I've got a decaf. The breakfast thing sounds no. fantastic. Um, th- yes, we go into pubs. And right on. on the doors, it says no football colors. They don't allow you to wear – so there's two – it's very sectarian. And Amal was warning me about it. Okay. I was like, oh, really? Come on, come on. No, no, no. They're serious because all of the pubs are like – no football colors. Some of them are even like no tracksuit bottoms. Like what? Oh. It was weird. Okay. So uh, there's uh, the Celtic or the Celtic? Celtic. the Celtic Celtic. and the Rangers. Yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, when those teams are playing – the pubs can be crammed and all that, but uh, and, and noisy and so on and so forth. We went in during the game to this oh, yeah. one place, and and it was so loud in there. Uh, we left quickly and went to someplace quieter. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, but it, it was a fascinating uh, cultural phenomenon to, to see. We went into to this place that I I wish we had discovered earlier. It's called the Citizen. Okay. Uh, and it is uh, it, it had thing and it caught my eye because it said editor suite. And cocktails. And I was
1: like, Editors. Editors. What's going on there? Yeah.
3: So uh, I I went on in, and it turned out to be the old offices, or hangout at least, of the Citizen newspaper that went, you know, tits up in the 80s. Okay. So, uh, but but the editors used to hang out there. So there's this very sort of glorious, you know, general eating area in the front with the main bar. But then you kind of, Dodge left and around the corner, and there's a quieter bar, that's a little, you know, sort of leathery and plushy and woody. Well. That's called Ooh, you the Editor's Sweet. Smart suite.
2: things have happened there or started there. Yes,
3: <laughs> and they have these really rare whiskeys behind glass.
2: Oh, I was going to ask how the whiskey and, was. And
3: so they they have a menu. I was like, oh wow, that's you know, but <laughs> like I'll take my my gaming miniatures and put those behind glass. And these guys are like, no whiskey. Yeah, and and so uh, I, I go in there and I just, just take a look at the, the editor's suite menu yeah. and all these whiskeys behind glass. So 25 milliliter drams. Sure. 75 pounds to 150 pounds each for these whiskeys that are like 40 years old and stuff Holy like that. Holy crap. And I was like, dang, I if you've got that much to spend on a swallow. You need to be taxed more.
1: Yes. Uh, (laughs) Wow. You better savor that. Wow. I can
2: can just imagine, though, a first date, you take someone there, and and then you you, you realize they're going to actually try on three or four. (laughs) They don't even like you, really. But it's worth it for that. Oh, dear. Oh, dear.
0: Okay, so did you have any?
3: I did, I had some whiskey, but not that no, stuff. No, no, that no, no, stuff. <laughs> I just looked at it and said, "That's not for me." <laughs> what uh, do you have that's
2: not in a glass case?
3: Th- yeah, right. They they had plenty that was you know normal. normal. Uh, wow. So, uh, but but it was a remarkable experience to just to go in there. Period, and uh, that sounds super cool. They, they made cool, up a, a drink which you might be interested in called mm-hmm. the, the the Glasgow Green. That okay. is a uh, sort of like a last word cocktail. Have you ever had those? No. Gin? Okay, so it's a gin based cocktail. Okay. Uh, but they have infused the gin with matcha tea. Ooh. So they basically take uh, matcha tea and put it in a like a cheesecloth. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. And then they're just pouring gin through the matcha tea. Yeah. So you get this matcha infused gin. All right. And, and that's what they do with is, gin anyway. That is actually super point. smooth. Like like the, there is this green green tea kind of uh, you know flavor to the drink, and uh, they they got an egg white in there to make it all foamy on the top, yeah, okay. and then they sprinkle a little you know green tea leaves on the on the top of it.
1: Okay, I, I It's would try gorgeous.
3: That. And, and why are you really giving me a good. weird
1: look? Nothing. I'm just wondering if you're ever gonna like actually drink tea again, or if it's just all gonna be tea. it's just gonna be booze. Yeah, you're just gonna filter the, all the, the, <laughs> the running
0: joke is my students will have come true.
2: Good. Yeah. yeah. And what, a, what is this?
0: That uh, I, when I carry on my mug of tea, the running joke is that it's whiskey. That's how I get through my mornings.
2: Uh, uh. Ah. Yeah. I uh, <laughs> see. My I, I like my gin neat. Oh yeah. Yeah. So I I would like to try the gin first and then try that.
3: I've never tried gin. Like I've always mixed it with stuff. I've never. Yeah. Done that's okay. yeah, I've it got, it yeah, yeah. Because I've got, that's they the
2: stopped bottling Tim Tom Collins, like Collins mix. Yeah. Oh. When they stopped doing that, I thought, well, there's nothing that tastes like that. That's what I, I grew up with. Oh. Air Force breath. But then we started drinking it in the summer, and I just thought, you know, what, what is it like, neat? Because that's how I, you know, scotch, everything else. I thought, well, and a good gin is just lovely, neat. So there you go. My <laughs> two cents in there. Oh, now <laughs> oh, I want to pour it in my tea. See, now they,
0: they've got a. I don't have any here. That's they like, have the,
3: at the, at the gin 71, they had a, 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 a gin that was infused with uh, cinnamon mm-hmm. and um, cloves and stuff like that. And they said, you know, this is a really rare gin in the sense that we can make an old-fashioned out of it. I'm oh like, what? Yeah. So they made a gin old-fashioned out of this one uh, tea. No freaking gin, like. gin Bothy Gunshot
2: is what it's called. I love the name. I love it. Yeah. Did you ever see this the uh, documentary on making a Bombay Sapphire's no. uh, distillery? You should watch it. It's fascinating to watch them. They take an old mill in the middle of England, and they have to rebuild it in order to put the, the, the gin distillery there. But one of the things they do is build a glass arboretum to contain the plants that are infused in the gin to give it that taste that makes it Bombay Bombay Sapphire. Oh, cool. Wow. So you can actually go in and see the actual plants themselves and, and Vanilla's one. I mean, the, the, it's a deep secret how much of each they use. Right. But you get to touch and squeeze and see all of them at the same time. And so you see that. And then, of course, the thing with Bombay Gin, did you hear what happened? Was it two years ago. They, a batch went through. It's a ridiculous extra proof. So um. we were wondering why that was a really good summer. <laughs> <laughs> it was a very strange summer that day, yeah, but no it, Bombay Dune is is sapphire it's a really nice
3: gin yeah, it is yeah. Yeah. yeah i i and again, I haven't taken it neat, uh, but uh uh th- this place june seventy one you would really i think enjoy all of the different uh your know, flavors you could wind up getting. there
2: did you feel the weight of all of us sort of hanging on to your coattails as you went to all these places? Thank not you so, for posting all yeah, those Yeah, not so much. I, but
3: I, I just, yeah, I, I figured like a lot of folks would never be able to get there, but yeah. uh, am okay. I super fortunate to be able to? But uh, it, it just, I was hoping when I was going there, I was like, man, I hope I've chosen the right city to place a new urban fantasy right. yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't... Oh it's, my God, Yeah, city, yes.
2: the city again? It's called
3: Glasgow. Okay,
0: uh, so that's, right? that's so the setting. It, cool. That
3: is yeah. the setting. And just the necropolis alone... Yeah. Is, is going to be fodder for all oh, kinds man. of stuff. Cool. Yeah. Um, and it used to be, Glasgow, we found out, was the uh, the center of all tobacco distribution throughout Europe. Mm-hmm. Everything would come from Virginia to uh, Merchant City, which, which is now called Merchant City, the yeah, okay. part of Glasgow. And there's a specific tobacco exchange that they call Virginia Court. Okay. okay. Yeah. Because all the tobacco came from there. So much money in cancer flowing, through <laughs> all hands, you know. Oh yeah,
4: just oh, yeah. just amazing to
3: think of. And there's just huge tobacco uh, merchant, you know, barons kind of really sort of living there. A, a ton of money made because Glasgow would often take not only tobacco but other things that was shipped over from the New World and then it was distributed
2: Famous to home. Britain
3: and everywhere else from there. Yeah, yeah.
2: wow. One of the things from uh, Gosper Mage, my background thing is is to mm-hmm. go where they. I don't remember the name of the city. It's not important anymore. It's on the uh, east coast of England. And that's where they, they made so much money bringing in rare inks and ingredients. And it was almost it was almost, almost completely controlled by uh, criminal barons and this sort of thing. And there were all kinds of skeduggery and, and, and uh, smuggling going on. Because the value of the components for ink at that time were just through the roof. It was worth more than than gold and gems to be able to actually make these inks and and tint them the way they need to tint them and have them not disappear on you the minute you wrote. Those are also problems of the day. But one of the things, before we get off your trip, uh, which is lovely, I want to thank you also for what you do because you don't just sort of stand there and say, I'm here, this is it, I'm going to use this in my book. You immerse yourself in it and you're enjoying it and you're saying, this, look at this drink, and look at this food, and look at this sign. And that makes it really nice to hang out with you when you're traveling. Oh, well, thank you. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's not fun. a wasted effort. Please keep doing it. Do it all the time.
4: <laughs> oh, no, no. yeah. No. So like, we
0: can all live we can all, like,
2: yeah. I No, it's, it's true. We could all travel. We all went different places. We'd have four times Oh, that's a good
0: idea. We should do yeah. that. That's right. I, I'm I I sure really, we can all afford to do that. I do oh, sure. <laughs> really enjoy
3: little, little threaded things about, you know, hey, look at this place and, and yeah, the yeah, character yeah. of it. it yeah. Every place does have its own little stamp. Look at and, that
2: door. I mean, really. Yeah. I mean, those little, little moments. But yeah. No, yeah. Great. Oh, thank you for the tea. Yeah, yeah, come absolutely. I'm yeah. coming out. Did you get some yeah. tea? Yeah, come? I'm going to grab some. I shouldn't say that. I can't actually carry things with two in each hand. That's oh, well, that's, that's not really that. a thing. I can carry one hand, especially when it's that
1: So for when you listeners at home, this is our tea intermission. So if you don't have a cup of tea... Now is your moment. Go and get a cup of tea and come back, and we'll be ready to go again with Julie and Kevin.
2: You could also have a coffee.
1: Yeah, coffee is also acceptable, yeah, yeah. I mean, since we've been discussing gin, you could have gin.
2: No. Could I put this down on the table? Yes. Thank you.
1: See? It was fine.
2: Oh. I Am I looking it. distractedly off at the distance?
1: <laughs> no, you totally had a nice little going on. Right in the side eye there. I
2: what? Know. What? <laughs>
1: wait. Yeah. In wait, in wait in <laughs>
2: <laughs> so we were to talk about the first time we met in person.
0: Yeah, because you keep talking about shenanigans and stuff, and and yeah. so I, I I get the feeling there's a long history here. Well, we were, wait, where were
3: we? Uh, <laughs> how come
2: We were tables. Yeah. They put us. They put the authors in a. That's right. In a, in this a sort of a, an L shape or U shape uh, room of tables. Yeah, okay. And Kevin was down there, and I was I was near the the, the first one, and and then. You, did you come over to me, or did I come over to you? I came over I think, to you. Okay. So I wanted to meet everybody, uh-huh. kind of a thing. Yeah. And then you jumped up, and you said, Julia Trenina, and you knew how to say the name. Yeah. And you said, I read your stuff, and I went, what? So then we did this whole fan thing. and
3: Yeah. Yeah, uh, that's right. I, I, I was, read your stuff. Yeah, I didn't even know you were there. Uh, and I didn't
2: know you were there. Yeah,
3: that, that was pretty fun. Yeah. Uh, it, and and the, the whole thing of knowing how to say your name is because I, I got to go to Poland for a while. And I, I picked up quite a bit of stuff there in just, in general, how to pronounce it, stuff. It, when I see a, a CZ, a rare. It's
2: rare, I yes. go with
3: it, yeah. I actually learned enough Polish to the point where I could I could read, you know, because when you're doing language acquisition, the first thing you yeah. f- acquire is the ability to read it before you are yeah. able to really, you know, listen well and process that and then speak it as the last part. Mm-hmm. So you can read first. So um, I was walking by with, with the, this bar with a, a little uh, sandwich board sign outside of it.
2: Did it say tea until five?
3: <laughs> no, it, it said it said beer pudding.
2: Beer pudding. And,
3: <laughs> and, and, and so I, I I said, does that sign say beer pudding to my guide and uh, from the publisher? And he's like, yes, it does. He was very surprised that I could read it. And I said, well, don't you think we should go inside? <laughs> and, and, and so we, we we went inside, and it turned out to be a, a plum pudding that they had cooked in stout.
2: Okay, instead of brandy, I bet you
3: that or rum. Yeah, it would taste good. Yeah, it was fantastic. Oh, and I mean, they had a grog menu. Oh, like, wow. like, yeah. It's not just like here's a grog. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. here here is a list of grogs. Holy oh, and here's a, a boxed wine. And like they were not <laughs> into the wine, but they <laughs> but man, here's all the grog. Oh my god. And and, and uh it was a, a, a big mug of tea, that hot tea that they bring out for you. It was just half full. And then on top of the the it's a 24-ounce mug. Yeah. So on top of that, they put a saucer with all the stuff you pour into the hot oh. tea. And of course, one of those is a shot of rum. Of course. And then then other goodies, accoutrement, mm. that go with it. Uh, and I, I got one that was supposedly very good for, uh,
0: you know, immune boosting sort of stuff. A lot of, <laughs> lot of, lot of oranges, so lemons, it's a and stuff bar like that. that gives you immune boosting. Yeah. yeah it's yeah. Just like, you know, when they used to give. Was it little kids that shot a whiskey before they went out into the cold in winter? Yeah, did is, is yeah. like she do
2: grow so, up like that?
0: <laughs> no, <laughs> no, they weren't doing that in the nineties.
4: Child,
3: <laughs> yes. Well, yeah, I'm pulling up. Maybe they have a
0: a, a more uh, liberated view. Uh, maybe, yeah. Or actually, yeah. At least they weren't doing I that. I think in all your has a more liberal
2: yeah.
0: view of, uh, yeah. Which I, I mean, there's a certain amount of logic to that. Like, there's no stigma around it. There's no. I'm not advocating that we give children alcohol. Just to be clear. <laughs> I'm not. Don't look okay. at me. The, don't look at me like that.
3: We're gonna edit out the part where you're not advocating. <laughs> yeah. we're, we're just, we're just yeah, gonna we're let out. people know
4: that
2: <laughs> so you as long advocate. It's always this grog. Yeah. I mean, we used to have hot toddies, so we no. came in from being <laughs> at, the, when we would go in, come in from skating. We didn't have hot chocolate. We had hot toddies.
0: As an adult or as a child? No, as a child. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And that, that's whiskey.
2: But as I said, I was an Air Force kid. I think so. Yeah. Rum. No, mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. wrong. Okay. I'll tell you
0: wrong. Well, it's wrong. It's whatever you have, no. It's yeah. Wrong. Yeah, water. Just pour something <laughs> in the tea. No, no. Pour for something. for various professional and financial reasons, I'm not advocating that we give children alcohol. I'm gonna <laughs> keep saying that for the next two hours. <laughs> yeah. okay. Just to be clear. <laughs> you know, one
3: thing I noticed though while I was over in, in Glasgow was that there was a lot more smokers oh, yeah. than uh than I'm used to seeing anyway. Mm-hmm. Um Oh, yeah, you, you will not be able to walk around the street without inhaling somebody's secondhand smoke. Oh yeah, and whether it's it's a, a cigarette or uh, a lot of the e-cigarettes, the vaping. Oh, thing really? Was yeah. going on there too. Yeah. Not so much pipes and cigars. Okay. I, I can
2: almost tol- I can tolerate those. You know, because they have some uh, yeah, aroma about them. Absolutely.
3: Yeah. Well, also you you kind of ha- hope they're a wizard.
2: Yeah. Well, there's are <laughs> <laughs>
3: Yeah. <laughs> see this
2: is what yeah. happened in halcon we realized yeah, we actually yeah. rejoined at the hip at some okay, point cool. in our yeah, yeah, yeah. lives yeah i'm, I'm waiting for shenanigans when oh shenanigans well when you see him you know shenanigans are afoot that's right uh and when we <laughs> that's I, I just wanted to do something you know different okay at camcon and we all had books out and i thought well this is great we'll have a lunch we'll call it shenanigans because it's just the word that comes to me when i see kevin <laughs> and it worked out very well and we were able to get kate and rich to come yeah, in yeah. and that
0: was uh, yeah. We all promoted each other. We did, and yeah. we all
2: looked at each other. and Said, "There's no books." But no, we didn't do that. We had we, we managed to get books out okay. there. There were books
0: around. So. so, so were there shenanigans at Halcon when you guys first oh, met? Really?
2: Well,
0: uh, not I so. Much, was, I mean, no,
2: not really. so much.
3: Mostly, uh, I was trying. I was in. Uh, I was given a quest by a lot of readers to try a Donair. Oh, yes. okay. Yeah. And, and it's it, Nova Scotia. Yeah, yes, it was Nova Scotia, yeah. So uh, I, I, I managed to, to find one, and I was like, well, okay, that that was a thing that I ate. <laughs> uh, and, it, 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 and I'm very happy for people who enjoy it. Mm, uh, no it. It wasn't particularly my, you know, most favorite thing that I would seek out
0: again. Okay. But it was all right. Yeah, it was Okay. I've never had one, so I can't. You've call never I, it. had it. They're not that much
2: dinner. different from shawarmas, no. are
0: they? No. Well, I've had a shawarma. So if I've had a shawarma, am I good. I mean, you're
3: in the border. No, bunker. it's a different sauce.
2: Different uh, sauce. Yeah. very so different
0: go. flavor to it. Okay.
2: Yeah. Montreal has donairs.
0: What about well, donair here? I yeah. just I've never had one.
2: Well, you should now.
0: You just, yeah. Well I, well, I don't know. You'd you sell it. Well, we'll see. I think that the donair
3: in in a shawarma place or whatever might be a little bit different from what they're doing in Nova Scotia. Okay. And I think that that is. A no. different bag of chips. I might be wrong, and I'm sure somebody
2: could. Uh, I'm
0: you know, sure the internet let, will know. have words. The internet will, will, will let us know. I'm enjoying
2: the fact that we started with clotted cream, and now we're, we're working <laughs> our, our way through sliced meat on a stick.
3: Yeah. Well, this donnair, no, the donairs were not on a stick at all. No. Yeah, see, I think this is a different thing we're okay. talking about. Yes, that, yes, that it's so. uh, they were. It's almost a pizza-like thing going on. Oh, uh, it was put on a piece of flatbread, and they had okay. a, a sauce, the donair sauce, with it. So I I think they're doing – they have a different – they're spelling it different, I think, too. D-O-N-A-I-R rather than D-O-N-E-R or whatever.
2: Well, that's the first one is what I'm used to hearing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
3: Well, okay. Maybe maybe my experience was really strange. I don't know.
2: So everyone else has to run out, get a Dunair of their own local type. Yeah. and then put yeah. a post a, a comment on that yeah. yeah
0: oh yeah all eight of our listeners will, and if, uh... you, if you
3: haven't been screeched in yet you need to do that too ah. uh, have you ever been screeched no I don't know screech is a <laughs> Newfoundland rum <laughs> and and it's it's a pretty hardcore okay screechy rum <laughs> and uh, okay yeah, it, it's uh, something it, that you kind of yeah it's an initiation ritual I to see. say that now you're a real Newfoundland okay uh, Labradorian I, yeah there, there
2: are different qualities of screech okay but uh yeah they're pretty well known for having a lot of taste
0: okay is it kind of yeah. like, like the way a cheese can be squeaky and, and really powerful is it kind of like that yeah sort of
2: yeah i mean that's it's uh, i grew up in nova scotia I was, when i was i was too young to do screech then but when i went to university uh one of my friends but not too young for a hot front, toddy apparently no no it's family <laughs> oh okay <laughs> we had a, a you know one of our group of friends uh, first year was from newfoundland and he was desperately lonely, so his his uh, family sent him. His, I don't know how many bottles of screech. <laughs> oh no! So of course, every every time we got together, you know, up would come the you know the glasses, and we'd all get screeched. And it was, you know, it was it was all, it wasn't as bad as the purple Jesus in the big can at oh. the end of the you know the hallway that they, they would make every week.
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah. They
0: did that at, where they just the, poured the that, yeah. or wait, maybe.
2: Waterloo, they do it. It wasn't the engineers. This was is everyone in residence just oh. had a big purple garbage can of indecisive oh, liquid.
0: That sounds awful.
2: Screech was so much safer. It really was. So we met at Halcon. Yeah. Yeah. And I, was, <laughs> I'm actually really good at going back to a thread. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> I got this little TikTok in my head, no, no, no. and I was so pleased that you know you meet someone and you say, I wonder if he's as nice as his work. You know, Whoa. I wonder if this thing that shines from the work is the person. And sometimes you're fooled, but not usually. So I thought, yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like I know you.
3: Yeah, <laughs> we, we had a we had a great old time. And, and uh, yeah. I've always been uh, a fan of uh, your work with the, you know, the traders and all that good stuff. Mm. <laughs> that universe, I loved it. So um, I, I, I was like, how cool that uh, I, I ran into you here. Cause I oh, and then me.
2: I said, I write fantasy. And you went, wow What? <laughs> So I'm not even going to ask you if you've read Turn yet, but I know you walked out the door with it.
3: <laughs> yes. Yes. And then, so, so tell me about the Gossamer Mage.
2: Oh, yes. Yes. I'm so excited. I'm almost done. I'm almost done the revisions to send it back. Oh, to okay. You. So, that's when you'll, you'll get your copies. Um Yay. Gossamer Mage is, uh, it was my first, I was talking to Sheila about this, my editor at Doc, and she didn't realize it was the first long fantasy I'd ever written. But it really? actually was. Okay. I wrote, uh, Eric Flint asked me for a novella for uh, the online Bain um, oh, universe. Yeah. And I thought, oh, great, I can write a science fiction novella like that. And he yeah. said, oh, no, we have so many of those. We need fantasy. And I went, what?
4: <laughs> so
2: I wrote it, and it, I, I knew as, as an editor, I knew perfectly well that I was falling into that trap of falling in love with it. And I could have ended it, but I got halfway through it. I told Eric, I said, hang on, and I contacted Sheila, and I said, this is it. And Sheila said, yes, it's a book. I, I'll buy that right now. That's fine. And I went, oh, good. And then I said to Eric, I said, is it okay if it doesn't kind of end? <laughs> and he said, well, let me see. Oh, no. It does end, but it just ends with one of those. And they set off on a quest. Oh, my God. <laughs> so I committed that that cardinal sin of writing, a wow. short, short in, in which it was not a short, but a prologue to a long. No. And then I had to put it aside to do all the other things I'd already contracted to do. Yeah, yeah. Including write turn, which is, you know, like 55,000 times longer. So now I really knew I could write long. so now I wanted to write short. So it's actually only 100,000 words.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, which, okay, you know, yes. Yeah, which is for fantasy. Yeah, it's kind of middle Especially of DAW fantasy is kind yeah. of, what? Uh, but I'm so pleased with it. It's so complete. So yes. in, in,
0: in the words of Derek Kunskin, what's the elevator pitch?
2: It's an elevator pitch? Yeah. Ah, what would you sacrifice for magic?
0: Okay, Ooh. that's a good one. one. Dan, you're like a professional or something, Julie. <laughs> <laughs> I don't
2: know. That's first that. we came to. My no, mind. that sounds really good. I like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Well, thank you. Yeah, I'm. I'm very excited about it. It's, uh, it's very different. Uh, every time I go to the Amazon page and I see they've got all the reviews for turn, Describing this lovely, peaceful opus of, of <laughs> cheer and warmth, I'm thinking this is mm-hmm. not mage. Get that stuff off that page. <laughs> so I'm looking forward to some new things on there. But thank mm. you for asking. i very, cool. very, very, very excited about it. That's cool. Yeah,
4: I'm
3: excited too. Yeah, yeah.
2: And there's ink. So much ink.
3: Yeah. So, so well. So the what I'm doing is also ink based, but oh, but okay. not. I'm, I'm sure very okay. different oh. from yours. So mm. um, yeah, it's called Ink and Sigil. Ooh. And that's the new series. That's so going to be set in the Iron dream universe. Right, right, right. So, yeah. So I was out there to uh, basically do location scouts for the new series. Cool. And, when you're uh,
2: really fantastic and famous, you <laughs> do location. Scouting. I know, right? Like that's bucket list <laughs> awesome.
0: pipe dream stuff, right there.
3: Well, yeah. It, it was it was uh, a combination of that and a, a vacation we'd always yeah. wanted to go. So, uh, yeah, we had a great time. Um, and uh, the uh, the new thing will be uh, it, it. It's this fella who. Got introduced in a very short story in Besieged called Cuddle Dungeon. Cuddle Dungeon? Okay. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and uh, there were, yeah, some shenanigans happened uh, in a BDSM Hits. dungeon. In, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and uh, But not the shenanigans you're thinking of
0: right now. I, okay.
3: But uh, this fellow walks in and he is uh, really out of place. And he gets described, you know, who is that? You know, he gets described as a Scots wizard. Um, and he is not there for, you know, good times in the dungeon. He's there on business. And, right. uh, and, and he was so strange and out of place that I thought, well, what is his story? Why, mm. why is he there? And, uh, what's he up to? And so that's the new series is based on this fellow. Oh, no. And, awesome. uh, so it's a completely different magic system. Okay. And, uh, he exists in the world and performs a different function than the Druids. Um, and he, he's heard of them, but he's never actually met them. Okay. Uh, he's, but he does interact with the Tua de Danon quite a bit. Okay, cool. So uh, what, what he's doing is he, he is uh, enforcing and writing magical contracts with different pantheons. And so oh, interesting. Making sure that they're not uh, messing around with humans. And if they do, then those uh, penalties need to be exacted.
2: time one? Is it after? Yep.
3: Okay, it, thank you. It, it's after the Iron Druid stuff. Okay. So,
2: mm-hmm. uh, After you wrench us all into pieces. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 No well, noise. actually,
3: the new, the new thing, the the Oberon's Weedy mystery that just came out uh, yeah. this week, Yeah. I that, saw, uh, that the... gives you a happy ending to the series.
2: Oh. It's well, it set... wasn't that I wasn't satisfied. I just, I just, it was inevitable. I love inevitability mm-hmm. in yeah. an ending. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: So, but it's a fight. It's like a it's like an epilogue that I could not write. It's uh, mm-hmm. in the actual book because um, it takes some time to find yeah. a place to, oh, to heal from stuff. Sure. So it's it's uh, five months after the end of Scourged. Okay.
2: can you and, tell the title again? Yeah, it's
3: called Death and Honey. Death
2: and Honey. And
3: uh, so it it's from Oberon's point of view. They mm. they find a, a a corpse in New Zealand that looks like it's been stung to death, but that was actually only because he was already dying. He stumbled into the tree where the bees were oh. and uh, he'd been murdered and he fell on his back and you find out that yeah somebody had shot him oh, um so so yeah they they it, it's a bee themed kind of thing um there's three novellas in right because that's the, the one bees. with, with wendig and Delilah yeah wendig right? and
0: Delilah Dawson, yeah. Right.
3: and so uh it, it, it uh we all have bees in there and some sort of noir murder thing going yeah, on yeah. And, uh, but, but yeah, the, the Oberon, the, uh, the, yeah, the Oberon's meaty mystery is, uh, a very nice coda to the Iron Druid Chronicles.
2: You. Okay. Yeah. Well, I will read that before I, I read the, the one that you'll undoubtedly send me.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So I don't like, you, you, you can't get on him for... Pulling at heartstrings with what you did in your clan Chronicles books, like just Jesus, killed everybody. Basically, yeah. And well, then, they, like, they, right they, till the very end, I thought it was just going to be it, like it was just tragedy and and sadness and, and rebirth. Well,
4: yeah,
2: ish, ish.
4: ish. Yeah, but I'm
0: they excited, didn't like,
2: belong there. It was, it's funny because it was, the, the whole premise of this whole, the whole thing was, why? How could the clan actually exist? And how can they actually be there? And the answer is. They shouldn't be yeah. there. No, I know. They're being yeah. there is tearing the universe apart. No, and I and I love so, like
0: like there's inevitability in that. And, yeah. and, like,
2: well, that and that's fabulous. what I want. Yeah, and, yeah. It, you know, it's, it's got to feel like you are taking me off a cliff, but I yeah. have to go off this cliff. There's no yeah. place not off the cliff. By the time you get there, yeah. And if you don't feel that when you're writing, I think you might be the same. Mm. If you don't feel that it's suddenly come to that point. You say, "Uh oh, <laughs> 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 what's going wrong back here?" <laughs> What have I forgotten?
3: Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. Well, when you're building up a long series and stuff like that, yeah, there has to be some sort of big payoff, not just to the last book, but to the series as, mm. as a whole. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, you have to have a lot of things re- resolved. and Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, it, it takes a while to, um, to to make sure you're juggling all those balls correctly and not dropping any. Yeah,
2: um, fair enough. And you're following the, the thread that catches the heart the most, I think, is, to me... Mm important too and with and, and I didn't actually know how the series would end until I was very close I let, I let myself not speculate on that until I was very close to the end because it could have gone any number yeah. of ways and at the end I thought you know one of the important parts of a big you know interstellar galactic empire is when you have two people mm. and you can distill it down to two people and their moment and I thought yeah that works that works I'm good with that yeah I would say Shining that works <laughs>
3: Sorry, <laughs> I got a pug. It's, my life is, uh, uh, basically, yeah. being shed upon. Okay. <laughs> That's what pugs are for.
4: Do you, ha- do you
3: have clean sheets? Not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> They're now hairy sheets. Yeah. As soon as he gets up on the bed, it's everywhere.
2: Uh, uh,
3: not a, a wolfhound. No, no, it, yeah, I have a pug and a Boston Terrier. Oh, so very, but miss. they are the inspirations for Oberon. They're just very expressive. You know, dogs, and you can kind of tell what they're thinking, and um, especially the Boston with the ears going all over the place in different, you know, uh, <laughs> different kinds of arrangements to indicate the emotional state. Um, so, uh, I, I find that, uh, very cool. And what are you guys working on? Yeah.
1: Um, I, I'm on a little bit of a pause of actually writing new stuff right now because my teaching schedule this semester is pretty busy. Uh-huh. Uh, so what I'm trying to do so that I still feel like I'm doing something writery is I'm in the somewhat heartrending process of sending out queries for the book I, I, uh, I finished up writing through the summer and the fall. So I'm trying to find a home for my historical Victorian fantasy novel. Hmm. What's the
4: title?
1: Uh, I'm calling it Heretic Blood for now. I'm open to changing it. It's a working title. title. (laughs) The protagonist is great. I mean, I I like her. I like her. And I mean, it's the story of of how I started writing this book is somewhat crazy. Uh, Because I have my friend who lives in Scotland that we were talking about earlier. Uh, She was moving. And so she and her daughter were like traveling all around trying to find a place that would suit them. And she just mentioned some towns she was driving through. And she mentioned this one town that they had been through called Easter Pinkerton. And I was, and I was like, wow, that's a cool name. And, and I, we were talking on Facebook. And I said, that sounds like the love interest in like a Victorian spy story. <laughs> and then I thought about it a little more. And I was like, no, no, that's the main character. Uh-huh. And that was where the main character for my, my story came from. So she's a lady spy in like late 19th century that's
2: awesome. Yeah. It is awesome. And what about you,
0: Brandon? Really? Uh, well, aside from this, um, I've got a novella that is in draft two right now that our, our mutual friend Marie Bilodeau is looking at and giving me, uh, is tearing apart, uh, which I will be sending off to an agent as soon as it is done, and so we'll see what happens. And then uh, what have I got? I got a short story that I owe to um, Susan and Lucas for their next anthology. Oh, me too. Oh, are you gonna be in that?
2: Yeah. Well, only if it's good enough.
0: Only if it's good enough. Bam. Well, oh, both. I high
2: five with my wrist. Oh again. my god! Everybody high five me.
0: I didn't even. There was a no, mode of hesitation there. I was like, Oh no, what am I doing? I'm going to break <laughs> Julie Trinette. Yeah,
2: anyway, <laughs> back up. up yes, Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, so yeah. So, yes, so, yes, so, yes, so, yes,
0: so we're a short story, and then yeah. So yeah, if it's good enough, then, then... which
2: which season are you?
0: I'm winter. I am summer. Okay.
2: The, yeah. the, the anthology is themed around the, the sort of the, the passage of time through life, yeah, through and, yeah, the a, a, aging
0: process and stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I'm, I'm at the end. Yeah, yeah, cause, yeah, because winter is uh, like death, dead. dying. Yeah yeah. yeah, 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 And so I'm in adulthood, middle age. Yeah. yeah. No, no.
4: Well,
2: I have <laughs> 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 obviously. Yes, yes, yes. I'm, I'm, I'm dealing with the end of life. I'm oh, fair with enough. End of yeah. Life yeah. For a very, very large alien.
4: Oh,
0: it's I called remember. Handler
2: Eight Sixteen. Interesting. This is what I'm going to do after I turn the mage to everybody, and
0: yeah, can go back and yeah, I, I can say I, yeah, I can say this now because the, this won't come out until after I finish the story, but I really need to start writing it. <laughs> Because I'm pretty sure it's due in April.
2: <laughs> well, I was so worried because it used to be due in just for December, and I yeah. had an to be done. And I, I, I wrote to Lucas. So I said, "Can I maybe have till the middle of January?" Not knowing it was going to break my wrist.
4: Yeah.
0: yeah.
2: And he said, "Well, quite frankly, you can have till April because everybody's asking for that." Oh, really? And I said, "Oh, I'm joining in." <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: no. The e- the email he sent me said April right from the get go. So I'm like, yeah, "Okay, good." Yeah.
2: No, there was a period of time when it was hoped to be sooner, so uh... much sooner, so. Yeah, okay.
3: I'm uh, glad you guys have been talking about uh, finishing up an anthology thing, though, because you reminded me
2: that I have a story that I need (laughs) to (laughs) tell. And yes, people, this is how it goes.
1: Oh,
0: yeah.
3: yeah. You're right. Yeah, it? I'd I'd forgotten all about it. Because they're like, It's due in a year and I'm like, So, oh, yeah, that's well, that's so long. Yeah. yeah. I've got all this time, so I completely yeah. forgot about it until just yeah. now.
2: Is it now almost the year?
3: No. Oh, no, I still Is it have, past
0: the year? <laughs> no, no, no. no I, I,
3: I, I still probably have a good six months. Oh well that's fine it, then. It completely dropped out of my head. Oh, yeah, I just, just thought it in. Time. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. So, you know you know what's good for that? Trello. Just put it Trello? on Trello. It's a, like a time manager organization uh Tool online and you just plug cards in and you put like dates on it and then it'll give you an email
2: when it's oh, going, oh yeah I god that sounds terrible sorry no offense but I, I just hate machines telling me what i've forgotten <laughs> no, to do no, i no, mean that happens all the time you're so organized i appreciate this my problem was that i knew i had to focus on the voice in mage i had to get yeah. back to what i had in Absolutely. 2007 uh-huh. write it now it, it, and i'm writing it as linked novellas uh-huh. so it's got five novella-esque things. Oh, okay. It. It's a very different structure. Interesting. So it was all kind of weird, funky stuff. It's wonderful. I love it. But it meant I couldn't touch anything yeah. like it. I couldn't read any of my own fantasy. Right. I couldn't read anybody else's fantasy. I discovered very quickly. The only thing I could write. read was hard SF. So I've been mm-hmm. reading through a lot of CJ Cherry. I've been doing blurbs for a lot of really, you know, like military SF, which I don't usually do and Ooh. stuff like that. And that was fun. I could do that. Yeah, yeah. But I couldn't do anything else, so I, when I was waiting for Sheila to read uh, Mage, which she did, did very quickly, I had a, a commission to write a short piece, a very short piece, from a magazine in uh, Amsterdam, who was doing a chain of creatives looking at algorithmic anxiety, starting with facial recognition software. Nothing could be further from what I was doing <laughs> with Mage. It was fantastic. I wrote yeah, this yeah. wonderful story I loved to death called Duck Duck Goose, based on an Icelandic man's artist rendering of what facial recognition software made him think of Chinese food so it's interesting it's one of those okay uh, that part of my brain isn't being used right now this is excellent that's awesome oh <laughs> and now God. I will finish mate and then I will write the story that we're working on
0: that's it yeah
2: and you will you're working on the novel right away when you get going
3: uh well no I have got uh, a bunch <laughs> of different things
0: going on yeah, yeah it sounds like you've got like a dozen projects going well, on all the
3: yeah ones. and now I
0: gotta remember to put yeah, into Trello this yeah, yeah. This, I'll, this I'll, send, I'll send I'll send you a link it's a fabulous yeah, little website yeah, yeah. I, send I, it I, to me uh, too I, was, I was, should I move, to move
2: into work. the first century
3: yeah <laughs> I, I I need to I need to get better at my time management clearly but I have um I have the I have to edit the princess beard it, or copy edit I should say the princess beard. And then um, I have to write ink and sigil. And then I'm also in edits right now on A Blight of Black Wings, which is the right. sequel to A Plague of Giants. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, Yeah, that's, that's busy. Yeah. And then I have uh, yeah, the story to write for the anthology as well. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So, I yeah, I've got some things to, to do. Yeah, no, I hear that.
0: Yeah, I feel bad having put it off for as long as I have the story. But when I got the invite from Susan Lucas, it's the first time I've ever been invited to an anthology before. And I freaked out a little bit. And I got stuck in my own head. And I just I couldn't touch it. And now it's March. <laughs> well,
2: if it makes you feel any better, they, the lovely people have invited me since the very first one, and I have never been able to <laughs> really come. Well, the first one, "Strangers Among Us," yeah, was on the mental uh, mental health, and and what about a character who who is mentally challenged, and that becomes the hook that, that yeah, yeah. makes them successful. Yeah, I wrote a start, and I had nothing. So I wrote the introduction to it as my, my way of saying sorry. Uh, <laughs> nice. Because when they were first starting out, you know, they really wanted, oh, sure. you know, a couple of people that, whose names were, were in a list somewhere. Yeah. And so I understood that. Mm-hmm. But I took that and it became the start of the novella that led to The, the Only Thing to Fear, at least the first Essen book. Oh, yeah. Okay. The new one. Yeah. So I did use the character. Okay. But good. I had nothing for him to do until I threw the blue blob in this way. But ever since then, they very kindly said, we're having another one. Would you like to submit to it? And I would say, mm. yes, I would love to. And then I'd look at the deadlines and I'd be going, "Yeah." You
4: know?
2: So this one, I was determined. So yeah. I actually wrote it on the way home from World Fantasy. Oh, okay. Like, I scribbled out the, the outline of it there yeah, and yeah. I had it. And I thought, I got this. This one, I've got this. So please mm. give me a deadline I can live with. So.
0: Yeah, no kidding. But. Yeah. yeah. Is it start of April or end of April? I can't remember.
1: Because <laughs> no. if you're worried.
0: Not <laughs> that I'm, I'm totally not candy. worried. Yeah. Well, I don't have that in Trello. I just know it's.
2: Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> Well, for me, it has to be done before I write the new novella in in Meridale, and then I have two books due by the end of the year, so it has to be done this month. So that's yeah, okay. just how I do it. Yeah. I just I work I work backwards from when do I when am yeah, I? Yeah, I'm that back. makes sense.
0: See, I do that, but with my day job.
2: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, this is our day job. No,
0: I know. Yeah, it's just do, like, so but it's fine. I do the same thing with teaching. It's like, okay, I know I have midterm marks due wherever, and so I'm, I'm going to be busier that week, and so let's make sure I do that. I'm,
2: I'm just, I have to share a, a specifically happy thing, though. Yeah, no, My specifically happy thing is this is the first spring, probably in seven years or more, that I don't have a deadline. Okay. And Seriously? I'm a gardener.
4: Oh. So I have suffered.
2: I have suffered greatly <laughs> trying to keep clean enough to go back and type. Because I had to. <laughs> <laughs> now if I get dirty, I can stay that way. <laughs> bring it. Bring it. Do it. Yeah,
0: it's gonna be awesome. Yeah, it it, if we it ever is. get spring.
2: I ah, okay, It's good enough. <laughs> <laughs> we're digging the snow out, from right the neighbors. Oh, really? <laughs> no, we're thinking about it. Okay.
3: I know that uh, mud season is coming. Is that mud it? season? Oh. Mud yes. Then yeah.
1: spring, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And at least the last couple of years, we've gone like straight from winter to like summer. Like, there's been, like, Except a week. for
2: last year's April, nasty storm. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's We've right. We all hate that.
1: But there's been, like, a week of spring-like yeah. weather, and then all of a sudden it's summer. Like, yeah. Like,
2: it's, yeah. it's yeah. very fast. Yeah.
1: And I've heard that, the, that it's going to be the same this year.
0: That it's, it's going to be cold for, like, the next two or three weeks, and then it's going to be, bam, spring.
2: Okay.
1: Like, right. like, well, like, So like we'll overnight. finish
2: our stories in time for this. Yeah, for exactly, okay. yeah. And you know, yeah.
1: yes. Perfect. Yes. What? Well, now you've made me angry about the fact <laughs>
2: right?
1: that's what I
0: always do. That's part of my job. Is to that's make true. Everything. Although I
1: mean, this solar punk stuff that you're writing
0: is—that's uh, yeah, supposed that's to be. True. Well, yeah, but that's—I'm optimistic in my fiction, and then I'm pessimistic in everything else.
1: Before I forget, I'm just going to ask you this in the middle of a podcast. Sure, it's a it. tremendous yeah. thing to do. Ob- absolutely. But one of my uh, one of my office mates at college is yeah. an English teacher, okay. and she's doing like a selected topics thing where she's focusing on. Fiction relating to climate change. Oh, cool! And she's finding one of the hard things is that everything's depressing. Yeah, everything is depressing. That's true. And I thought of you and your solar punk, and that things are not horrible. No, things are not horrible. So, can you give me, and I guess give our audience, because I'm doing this now. Yeah. If you're gonna like, <laughs> if you're gonna enter the solar punk genre. Oh man! Um, who do you read? What do you read?
0: This I would complete say... I'm terrible. No, no, no. That's thing. fine. Um... I would say God's Monsters and, Le- and God's Monsters and the Lucky Peach. Kelly Robinson. Kelly Robson's novella, because uh, I think it's it, she's not explicitly saying that it's solar punk, but it's definitely optimistic. I mean, at the risk of a shameless plug, I would say Sun Vault, which is uh, an anthology that I'm in, has a ton of solar punk short fiction, but it's got people like Nisi uh, Shawl and, and Daniel who mm-hmm. Daniel Jose Older and A.C. Weiss and Brandon O'Brien, and, and like and just a ton of amazing people in there. Um, and then there's another one that just recently came out Glass and Gardens. Glass and Gardens, okay. And another solar punk anthology. And I know there's other novels, I'm, I'm blanking on other novels. I know yeah, Julie's. Yeah, yeah. Julie yeah. Twitching. Yeah, 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 yeah. Julie's Going, Twitching. Yeah. Well, I turn it I'm, over to Julie.
2: I'm always <laughs> Twitching because I, I don't know there was a thing called Solar Punk. Yeah, yeah. But if you look up Polaris. Mm-hmm. Um, that was the last of the Wonder Zone anthologies that I did, and okay. it's certainly appropriate to any reading level, high school and up.
4: Yeah. And
2: that's the, uh, what the theme is, is it the, was done for the International uh, Year of Polar Science. Oh, okay. And it actually won an award for, for the very first science fiction to win an, uh, the Canadian Science Writers Award. Oh, very cool. So it's an anthology of pretty much mostly optimistic climate change science. That's pretty cool. Uh, set in the in the polarized caps and where the work is being done up there, some of them are not, but some of them are, and, and yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's I'm very very proud of it. So that uh, and awesome. the authors are wonderful. So I would definitely recommend that. So that's yeah, yeah. Uh, still available.
0: Okay, cool. So I'm that's... gonna check that out. And that jogged my memory. The, I think the first solar punk anthology I ever read was uh, Hieroglyph years ago, okay. which is like no, it's not climate focused. Um, there's a bunch of other uh, things in there. It was Catherine Kramer, and I forget who the other editor is. But um, oh yeah, 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 I
2: remember that.
0: Yeah, but that was a few years yeah. ago. And then and then Clifi, which I think is a couple years old now. But that's got news. Um, Bruce Myers in that. Um, Kate Story is in it, and then that's specifically Canadian climate fiction. Cool. But I think is yeah, that one. I don't know how optimistic that is.
3: <laughs> Have you heard about the the new? I'm fascinated by this idea. Yeah. Um, that I read in the news about uh, a molten salt battery. That's being I did hear about here it. Yeah, I, I just heard about salt. this. Yeah, molten salt. But yep. it apparently it's super stable and okay. it can store solar and wind energy for mm-hmm. a heck of a long time. Okay, to cool. the point that this can now power cities because it's it's stackable and expandable. Yep. So if you need X number of kilowatt hours, you know you buy this many batteries. If you need more, yep. we'll buy more. And, and, and so it, they're basically just doing stability testing at this point to make mm-hmm. sure they don't blow up over a long term, but it, it's not even close, right? I yeah. mean, it's going to be fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and so... Uh, they're, they're, <laughs> you heard it here first. It's, oh, it's, it's going to be just... Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, that's the thing, is that if this... The, the big problem, the big stumbling block to, yep. to switching to solar and wind has been battery storage. Yep. Yeah, exactly. And this is apparently the solution yep. and it's in the pipeline so when that does become a reality for cities to be able to buy this and yep. now you can run your grid off of a battery and use solar and wind yep. that that's going to solve a lot of infrastructure issues and obviously reduce carbon footprints yep. because woo-hoo, yep. we yep. finally have a way to make this real so yeah um i'm excited that's canadian technology that that is mm-hmm. uh, yeah, going right to make me. things possible. And yeah.
2: one of the other things we've got problems with right now is we produce power at the same amount all day from hydro, from nuclear. And you start doing that, and then basically if people aren't using it at night. That's one of the yeah. reasons for the, the pricing difference is please use it at night because yeah. we're just going to be sending it off somewhere. <laughs> and is this going to disappear? You know, we, we could grab it and we could keep it. Yeah, exactly. So we would need much less of those. But, I mean, the water just keeps running. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, it's, uh, oh, that's very interesting.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I got very excited when I heard about that.
2: Did you hear about uh, the constellation project for the internet? This was no. new to me. I hadn't heard about this. Apparently, it's, it's been around for a little while, but they started launching satellites for it. And the idea is that the 3 billion people who are not connected to the internet will be by satellite. And yes, like did we've hear had it. satellite internet, it's not so great. But this is a different, <sighs> chemo, apparently. Chemo I think fish. I
4: did
0: hear about And this it
2: actually. will be global, and there'll be 600-some-odd satellites up yeah. there. And I'm just going... One of their problems is, of course, getting an orbit that's not full of trash. So they're going to be fairly right. low. Yeah,
0: that's something thing most people forget. Is the, so. Yeah, the that's Earth's, why it's they're starting to clean crap. it up yeah.
2: in that orbit, because they're going to have so many of these satellites. I yeah, had yeah. not known this. I'm thinking, that's actually quite passive.
0: Yeah, yeah. You can't st-
2: even get in, in you know, certain earls now. It's just- <laughs> oh, I know. Well, I think
0: of like, like at early March where I teach our Wi-Fi is awful. Mm-hmm. Um, and like my grandparents don't know have internet. Like there's communities in, in Canada that don't have internet, period, let alone... We lived in Lanark.
2: Oh, yeah, fair
0: enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think cleanup
3: projects are going to be uh, a growth industry, yeah, <laughs> so to speak. Absolutely. Remember the fellow who supposedly had a way to, to clean up all of the big plastic thing? You know, uh, yeah, it was a big sweeper thing, it right? It broke. Oh, yeah. see, I meant to look at people, people I haven't heard him, hey, anything. It's going to break, kid. He's like, "No, no, it's going to be fine." You know, oh, did it did a break. Yeah, and uh so uh, that that's a bummer. I was really hoping the kid yeah. was try right yeah. on that, the kid who invented well,
2: it. the the tech, the technique concept.
3: Yeah, yeah. I I I think that uh, you know, we we obviously need to do a lot about the plastic in the oceans, but yeah. then yeah, somebody who can clean up the the detritus in, in orbit at this mm-hmm. point. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no kidding. Um, well,
2: it becomes a, a raw material then for anything up in orbit that's Putting things together, like our new mm-hmm. Canadian involvement in a, in a lunar space yep. station—that's very cool. Yeah, yeah. I just Back right to it. the plastic. Have you seen the ads? I forget which company it is. It's, I think it's—is it Coke or Pepsi? Are starting to advertise uh, ocean plastic? Oh yes. I'm not sure how I feel about that. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I suppose if you're gathering it, you got to do something with Yeah, it?
0: you might as well. Yeah, I, I'm. I remember reading a little while ago and I, I haven't followed up with it about uh, microbes to break down plastic it was mm. like some sort of fungus based thing that, that showed promise to actually but you have like, to
2: actually make the plastics attackable yeah that's the so thing so it's right? got to start up there
1: yeah no I know but like but, but in yeah. terms of getting rid of what, you know, what we've already accumulated right I read a very overall mediocre kind of disaster <gasps> novel that that was the exact premise oh, it? was that they had developed microbes that would eat oil spills? oh and it just gets out of control like and you know? it eats all plastic everywhere
0: well, that's. I'm sure that's fine. So
1: that's the like disaster that. was the world where all plastic and all petroleum products have been completely destroyed. Yeah, I'm sure that that's... Uh, yeah, crazy. I mean, it was fun. Yeah, um, fine. Yeah, everything's fine. That
0: doesn't sound like a disaster. Yeah, so
1: whenever I start hearing about microbes that are going to eat plastics, I, I, yeah, I, I yeah, hear a little yeah. bit of a red alert, but... Yeah, my God. So I
2: mean, it, we didn't know that UV was going to take them down, and it's amazing how many... You know, chairs and you know, <laughs> ornaments and pieces of artwork. Suddenly,
0: they yeah. just sort of touch them and they go blink. Well, that's Tanya's um, uh, Confederation books, right? With the yeah. plastic aliens. Yeah, that, yeah, and, yeah. And I love that when people are like, yeah, plastic is freaking everywhere. Like, what, <laughs> what do we
3: do? It's apparently in the Marianas Trench. Have you seen that? Little yeah, film? yeah, yeah, yeah. If you if you want ocean plastic, apparently just eat seafood. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh. Can, yeah, yeah. It,
4: it it. Yeah,
3: yeah, everything's got plastic in it now. Yeah, and, um, you know the author uh, Sylvain Neuvel. Oh yeah, yes. yeah. He's out of Montreal. Yeah, 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 yeah. He was at camp. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, he was—he was telling me about. Oh, really? About about uh, how the plastic that's building up in our bodies is is messing with our fertility. Okay. And, and that's oh great, uh, yeah, exactly. It's—it's it, it, uh, if you want to talk about you know extinction of the human race, how about we're just all infertile from plastics? There's
2: uh, many things, it that messes a lot of yeah, hormones yeah. going into the water and changing various things i'm not quite as concerned about that i think we're aware mm. of that now and that's i mean we can take an awful lot of crap into our bodies i mean our parents grew up with mercury and asbestos that's and, true and lead in their environment all the time and these are horrible things yeah. and, and they probably would have been taller and smarter and <laughs> live longer probably but you know you, you learn as you go I mean, yeah. who knows what's after plastics there's going to be something after. oh
1: plastics. yeah no doubt. yeah i mean that i mean that's the interesting Part about technologies, the stuff that we invent, and we think this is awesome, and the consequences show up later. Yeah,
3: One of the things I really like uh, or I enjoy reading uh, cyberpunk for, is oh, yeah. the new
1: material science that
3: is included. Yeah, oh, so yeah. let's things. just make up some new arachno fiber weaves <laughs> or whatever like that, and, yeah. and, and you know stuff like I wish I had my spider silk wallet right now or whatever that you know the they'll put something in there, and I'm like, I don't know what that material is, but it sounds cool. Yep. I wonder how I'm incredibly in. devastating to the planet it is. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Never breaks
2: down. <laughs> yeah. Ever, ever. Yeah, nope, been, everything's fine. It's a wonderful put, thing to put around your, your seed storage for the future, oh, not necessarily yeah. everywhere else. No.
0: Yeah, but we'll, we'll totally limit that, and we won't you know, use things inappropriately. Do you see
2: downsizing? All?
0: No, I haven't yet. I've heard it's great, though. Yeah.
2: Yeah, it was. Uh, you, see, liked...
0: you seem less enthused.
2: Oh, no, no, I'm thinking about how to say it without, 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 oh, it was much better than it started off to be, not that the movie was bad, but it could have gone badly. I mean, they could oh, have, okay. they could have chosen other more popular routes to go in the storytelling yeah. and they didn't. And I thought that was oh, cool. brilliant because it's that whole premise, you know, the world's going to end. Are we going to tuck ourselves away? Or are we not?
4: Mm. And so it
2: wasn't even so much about downsizing as it was about, you know, What do we want to to, in our own personal futures, as opposed to the long term future? So it's a very thoughtful movie. Okay, sweet.
0: Yeah, it's on my gigantic list of things to watch. So I'll 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 move it up a little bit.
2: Is a new King Kong? Is a new Godzilla? I know, right? Priorities.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) I'm excited for. Hellboy. I just saw a new trailer for that.
2: I just saw.
3: it So, are they rebooting it? Or yeah, are they, a, it's they a,
0: are. Yeah, totally it's a total, rebooting. total reboot. Different cast. Different. So yeah, it's I like saw Spider-Man. it was a different.
2: You can do them again and again. And again. See, yeah,
0: exactly. I, but but I'm like, why? why?
3: Well, for the Spider-Man, I understand the reboots because yeah. almost all the reboots are bad. Yeah. Well, like, okay, keep trying until you get the Basically, story yeah. right, guys. <laughs> but, but but uh. But in terms of the Hellboy one, I didn't think that first one was bad. No, they were no I great. loved
2: it. Yeah.
4: Yeah. And, I, yeah. and I
3: thought Ron Perlman was awesome yeah. as Hellboy yeah. and so on. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I enjoy those. And I'm like, well, why did you feel the need to reboot this one? Because it didn't suck like the Spider-Man. No, I know.
0: So um, I think what it came down to, I think if they were, for whatever reason, I forget why, I don't know if it was something to do with Guillermo del Toro or, or something to do with the studio, but it was taking forever to make the third one that they were planning on doing. And I think mm-hmm. the studio just got, like they just decided to screw it. Or, so, or maybe del Toro yeah. backed out, I don't know. But it was, it was there was something going on behind the scenes. I think.
3: All right, so we got a new Hellboy. Yeah, yeah I yeah. just saw the trailer. I'm like, I did
0: not know this was happening.
4: I, I did not know. That that this the was loop, so
0: I, that. I, I, I just, this. yeah, I just saw the tra- uh, the trailer for it yesterday. It comes out April 12th. Was Is Abe Sapien in it? No, that's the catch. Uh, so they've, yeah, they've got Hellboy. They've got obviously Professor Broom, and then I think they've got one other character that looked familiar from the first movie. But yeah, but no way. All
3: right, well, I'll, I want to go see it because yeah, hey, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but um, I, I, I was kind of. Bummed that yeah they
0: didn't continue on. With no, the, so was I. I was waiting for the third one.
2: But Roland Perlman got busy. Like he had, well, I mean, oh he yeah, that's hit, where I forgot everybody was on that show. And it, you know, he do so much, and yeah, I'm exactly. sure they couldn't begin to pay him enough to take a sidestep out of that. So. No,
0: probably not. And yes. I mean, you know, like to, like Perlman's got to be in his 60s by now, right?
2: Yeah, I like, uh, so I still remember him. Well, we I've, I've fought, watched his career. He's just astonishing. He's one yeah, of those yeah. actors, no matter what he's doing, totally convincing.
0: Yeah, he's fabulous. And, uh, he's got a great
1: voice. Yeah, he, I he mean, does. yeah, he has a good, like, yeah. if, if well, you're talking about, Beauty like, and
2: doom and stuff. And, and, yeah, I mean, it's whenever he recited anything, I mean, I, I actually have the, one of the CDs they put out when he's reading Shakespeare, and you're just going, oh. this is what, you know, this is how it should be read. Yeah, absolutely. You know, that you can tell the training that's there. Yeah, yeah, so
0: yeah. So it's, it's
2: something.
4: I'll keep that
2: in mind.
0: mind, yeah, next time I teach English. If they ever let me teach a regular English course again, English course again they might not. Well,
3: you do you teach irregular English? Well, I teach writer's craft. Oh,
0: and, okay. and, and I pitch writer's craft as like, if you don't like talking about theme and symbolism and all that crap that you talk about in your regular English class, come and take writer's craft. To the point that, well, Jess is an English teacher at my, my school. And uh, I went and did a pitch this week to her grade 11s and you know she went and supervised my class and i went and i was talking and i said that oh yeah yeah we don't do symbolism or any of that bullshit because you know i don't think about that as a writer and then and then i left and she came back in to teach a lesson on symbolism no, no. and apparently and all i get is this text at the end of the period going like you're never allowed to talk to my grade 11s ever again because the whole class they were like well we don't why are we talking about this mr curly says writers don't think about this i'm like oh god what have i done don't tell my department head So I I was much more careful than, I like, I I had to pitch to her afternoon class as well. And she was sitting right there, and I was much more
4: careful in terms of what I said.
2: I I remember vividly this. I had a very, very insightful teacher for grade 10 English. Mm. And my thing with English was, I'm getting books to read. They're giving me books to read. This is the best thing ever. And I always have them read within about the first month. And then we had to analyze them.
4: Yeah, exactly. And,
2: And I was a little bit on the fence about this whole thing. And then finally we got into this big... De- we are doing a debate you know, or something that was going on and on and on about... Yeah. And I'm not... I'm going to mangle the name of the famous, famous story, but the, I, the pearl. Is the oh,
0: yeah. You know what uh, I mean. I do know which one you mean.
2: And they're going back and forth about the symbolism and I finally rose to my feet and I never did that. I was a very quiet, dubious, studious student and I was so incensed. I rose to my seat and I, it's a pearl! <laughs> and the teacher said, yes it is! Yes it is! And I went okay, I've done something insightful in English. <laughs> I'm going to leave now.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Mic drop and walk
2: in. Mic drop, yeah. But it was, you just, you, you get passionate about these discussions. Yeah. And I find when people find meaning in my stuff, mm. it's embarrassing Yeah, to some extent because they want to talk about it as if I thought that through. Yeah,
4: exactly. And I
2: said, I finally come to the realization, I think when I book, book 15 or so, <laughs> that there is stuff in there.
4: Right, but I it's can't not, deny it, but it's, not, it's not
2: personal, but it's the fact that you live a life,
4: mm. and what
2: the analysis is trying to do is pick out the commonalities of a lived life
4: to okay. a piece of fiction, Interesting.
2: and in that context, it works for me, and everyone can have their own little view of it, because they're all coming at it from their own perspective and experience, and yeah, okay. you know, having been to Scotland or not, Claudia Cream or no, um... <laughs> A cyberpunk or not,
4: right? Yeah, okay. They'll see
2: what they see, and it's absolutely valid because that's the reader experience,
4: right? Okay. I
2: think my only complaint was when I was in grade ten and on, I wasn't ready to have a reader experience like to analyze it. I was wanting to create it, yeah, or just consume it, just to be blown yeah. away by what I was reading. Absolutely. And I think it does take a while to come back. And, of course, the people teaching are, are trying to give you that perspective of, you can analyze it. And I'm like, no, don't make me. So I do see where both sides come yeah.
0: from. No, I, I, I do, too. The, right. the, the, my bone of contention lately is that, and I didn't realize this until I started teaching writer's craft, but um, I don't know how consistent this is across, say, Ottawa. But at our school, um, in the regular English classes, they don't do any creative writing at all. It's all analysis. And I can remember when I was in school. Every year in English, we would write a short story, we'd write some poetry, and then we would do some analysis and some essay writing. But it's all—it's all just analysis. They don't do any creative stuff.
2: But they have your course.
0: Yeah, but it's an, it, it, But it's an elective. It's I only elective. have twenty-two students out of the thirteen hundred that are in the school, right? Like
2: I still remember the only thing I didn't like in English was writing praises. Oh. And then I realized why, because it's a synopsis. Yeah. yeah. And then I had to spend <laughs> my entire life ever since making a living writing praises again. Ah. Uh-huh. <laughs>
0: What sort of books did you guys read in English classes when you were in school?
3: I don't know what was going on in my high school, the English department. But both my junior and my senior year, yeah. I got a heavy dose of Russian literature. Russian, Seriously. Wow. Right. Junior Star? junior year. What? Here. Have the brothers care. Seriously? You wow. know, and then in my senior year um, that's I, I had to do crime and punishment, which was oh punishment s- Holy Christ. and a crime and also Chekhov's the cherry Trees. Really? So, wow, so that was a lot of stuff, oh my God. a lot of Russian this lit.
2: explains so much about you.
3: So, so I, I was, I was, uh, I, I, that was just a really strange experience because I, I kind of knew going in, I'm like this. This is unusual, right? Yeah, that it, I've it, never it, heard yeah, of. That. But, yeah. uh, that's
2: like a, a college prep kind of course. Yeah, no kidding. Or that's university, yeah, yeah. yeah
3: they, well, they they were college prep courses, I guess. But I didn't well, expect it to get two years in a row. Of, yeah, here's the most you know more Dostoevsky than anybody. Ever <laughs> yeah, meets. oh my god. And and then uh, yeah, we we there were some Tolstoy short stories and stuff oh like god. that too. So I don't know. They were just really into you
0: know yeah I don't get that either. We,
2: we were at the cusp of we shouldn't be teaching with the American stuff in our mm. schools we shouldn't be teaching American literature we should be teaching Canadian literature right, okay. and for a couple of years I was really convinced that really just meant anything with wind on prairies
0: <laughs> well, that's... And,
2: and was dark and had a terrible cover yeah um, and many wonderful things in there but uh, mostly that yeah. a lot of Shakespeare yeah uh, a yeah. lot of that sort of thing um and then we started reading things that I didn't want to have read, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Uh, and I'm thinking, you're making me read these things, and I'm not getting the the writing out of it, or the I'm getting social commentary from mm-hmm. this. And that, uh, you know, you'll catch her in the raw. I think. I mean, they're, they're, they're yeah. works of great literature and all the rest of it, but they weren't making me a better reader. They weren't making me come willingly to the table. Um, But fortunately for me, they, I could actually, you know, they had book clubs and you could buy books and I could take them home and read anything I wanted, so.
4: Yeah.
3: I read a lot of Encyclopedia Brown when I was a kid. Yeah. 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 I love those old, you know, the, well, did you, did you have the. The little, uh, the little flyers that came to yep, your yep, school. Yep, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. And you got to order, and then yeah. the books yeah, yeah, came yeah, all yeah.
2: It was so exciting. Oh, yeah, that was a blast. Yeah. We still have
0: those. Yeah, oh, although okay. they're the wonderful, Scholastic. It's
2: scholastic, yeah. 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 That's how I got uh, everything, like Tolkien, all these other yeah. things. That's Same. How yeah, Harry strong.
0: Potter, all the Star Wars books I used to read.
3: Yeah. Well, I remember the fantasy section being pretty small.
0: Yeah.
2: yeah.
3: I was like, come on, guys, come on. That yeah, was I, like a page. Let, let me, yeah, give me some more of that, please. Yeah. But, yeah, I used to love reading um. Those books, basically, mm. that they would offer through there. You know, of course, Beverly Cleary. Cleary. Oh, yeah. Uh, and, uh, you know, the, those kinds of... I See, it, it, this was a time before they had classifications like YA and middle yeah. grade and all that, right? Um, but, you know, they were... You know, of course, I loved uh, The Mouse and the Motorcycle. I remember yeah. all those, those, those yeah. little
4: things as a kid, so...
2: I was... Um... I've done a lot of work. One of the things I did is, as a science educator mm. was work in how to make it integrated with English, with nice. language arts because yeah, that yeah. saves time for teachers if, if you're accomplishing two yeah. things and it's more interesting across the board for students because you've got that spectrum mm-hmm. going on. And the first thing I found was that for science fiction they were often giving them Dune as a reading assignment in grade nine. Oh my God. Dune. Dune. I oh. don't know how many times. I went to three schools in a row and they were all doing the same thing. We, we want to do a book report. Here's Dune. Oh <laughs> You, oh, this man. is how to stop kids loving science fiction. I mean, yeah, I the kids crap. have already read it and they're fine.
4: Yeah, yeah, exactly. But
2: anyone else, they don't have time. They've just come off reading, you know, like goosebumps. Yeah. And
4: yeah. they're expected
2: to do that, which is why I did the short fiction. I did a whole series mm. of, of, uh, science based, like science curriculum based short stories for schools to use. That's awesome. Partly because they could reach something short and they could all talk about it yeah. and do it within a reasonable period of time.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: but, even just to make books available to be read, like the, you're talking about the catalog. I would love to have seen a Carol in each classroom with the catalog type books in it that you could actually just mm. say more fantasy, you know, yeah. not just the library, but actually in. Yeah. So if you finished your assignment early, you could go pick one of those up and read it. And yeah, I, I, absolutely. But no, it's, but we're all readers. When did you first start sort of hiding in a room and reading, 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 reading?
3: Oh and yeah. Reading? I, yeah, I tore through those, you know, party boys books mm, that have yeah. been written by how many different authors all yeah. under the same name. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who knew
2: that was a thing. I didn't know that. <laughs> right? Oh god, years.
3: Yeah, yeah. So um but yeah, I, I used to to tear through those and uh, but uh, but I, I I was reading pretty young. I remember being bored in kindergarten. well, you know, I'm like, like yeah. Jack, you know, the kids are having trouble yeah, yeah. They, they're, they're, but you're so already reading. They're still learning it, you know, yep. and yep. which is cool. But okay. I, but I, I was already there, and I'm like, I, I've already finished this book. You know, you know, they're gonna take a certain sound every single day or yep. whatever, and I'm like, well, I, I just read that, so can we move? So I was kind of bored in class for yeah. a little while, but but things picked up after that uh, after I got out of there. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I so I don't know. I was reading probably. Three
4: and
2: a half or four. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh you're no, I was too. Right? I was just thinking of of the the flashlight under the pillow. You
4: know? Oh yeah. Kind of
2: reading, or you you're gonna you're hurt your eyes. Well, yeah, but maybe. Okay. We're, all <laughs> We're all wearing here. glasses here. Yeah. 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 Everything worked out great. <laughs> you yeah. can read by moonlight. I can testify to that. Oh, okay. You can, but no, I I, I loved reading, and I I think the first. Novel I can remember reading on my own was uh, Gulliver's Travels.
4: Mm. So it was probably about oh, wow. six.
2: So yeah, I was like you. You be, be sort of once you've got it, if if there's more there, and I was very yeah. fortunate, my parents did have a lot of books and they, they themselves read, mm-hmm. so that always makes a difference. Too, yeah, yeah, but yeah. It's a, that's the thing. If people don't read for for the joy of it, yeah, no amount of telling them that they're going to learn stuff from it helps.
0: Yeah, absolutely. You know? Yeah, and that was like I, uh, my love of reading came late. Because yeah, I can distinctly remember in the second grade, we had this setup where you would get, like, these paper, like, blue ribbon things. Like, every ten books you read, you get a ribbon. And by the end of the year, I only I had one ribbon. I, I remember flat out refusing to take part in this. I'm like, I'm not reading for... A, fucking game like minus the cursing obviously because in second grade but um maybe maybe i don't know um but yeah it's like i'm not like i I should just read for the love of it and and that's been through my whole life like university almost killed my my love of reading i almost didn't become a writer because of university because i spent so much time having to read and and write for like the english uh course in university that it just like it almost killed me honest to god did
2: you go on in english yourself
0: yeah, I, I, I well, was, you were an English professor at one point, right? I, I, I was, uh, no, yeah, <laughs> no, disrespect. I, got, so
2: I am the fraud in the room. <laughs> I had an
3: extended major in English education, and yeah. so I took a lot of English courses. And um, yeah, I I've uh, read uh, quite a bit of stuff for that. I took an existentialist lit course. Whoa! Ooh. Yeah, that that was wild. Um, yeah, no yeah, doubt. And um, I, I enjoyed it. Uh, I had a good time with it. Uh, I, I was actually really bored with the education classes. Oh, oh yeah, but I, that's... Um, this guy telling us to make a you know like one of those acronym kind of things or yeah, the, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. the, for a, a poster of the writing process. Yeah, yeah. I hate I'm like, really? Yeah. Okay. So uh, <laughs> I, I, I was, I was, so I was like, this is a waste of my time, right? And yeah. I would never do this, and I would, you know. So I'm just gonna, you know, I'm gonna complete your assignment, but I made mine say bowel. brainstorm, organize, write, edit, and laser print. So I got it done, right? That's that's awesome. Made my poster, you know, and the guy's like, I don't think you're taking this assignment very seriously. I'm like, no, you are right. (laughs) Because I would never put an acrostic thing like this in my, in my, no, in of my course classroom. Not. So, um, know, totally I, I was, yeah, I, I, was, I was very impatient with the education courses, but yeah. uh, I enjoyed all of the actual, you know, English lit stuff. Okay. See, I
2: went to university. I was so excited because I could take anything I wanted.
0: Mm. So
2: I had conflicts on everything.
0: <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. I took
2: everything, and I said, you can't.
0: And you just did it anyway? I,
2: well, I did. I managed to make it work. Okay. But eventually you had to focus in a bit. But right, yeah. My first year, I, I took logic. I mean, they would, I could take philosophy. Oh. I could take, so I said, they had a course on, on fantasy, and I thought, oh, I'll take that, I, I'll be good at that, I was horrible, <laughs> I was horrible at that, because the questions were things like, what's the name, of name three mountain ranges what? in Lord of the Rings, oh. and I went, um, I don't know, I don't know, if I read them, I'd say yeah, but no, I didn't know I had to study. I don't even think I
4: can
1: the, do that now.
2: Well, oh, thank the, you. The so much, saw, oh, yeah, the
1: Misty Mountains. Yeah, Well, there, after that's a that, very I, famous Led Zeppelin yeah. song. There you go. There you go. Yeah, but after the Misty Mountains. That, I knew, yeah, I, like, I know but that. But if it hadn't Lord been Lord.
2: for the yeah, yeah. dwarf song, I might not have that either. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pardon me, but... So, the only good thing about it was I did get to read a whole bunch of things. Right, I discovered yeah. I didn't really like Vonnegut. But, yeah, I could uh, never get into Vonnegut. Uh, other I love I Vonnegut! Sorry. There you go. I'm not a big classics
0: person. I tried reading... You know, uh, Vance or Haldeman or Heinlein, I can't get into any of them. I have to, I, I, I know I'm a terrible science fiction fan. No, no, no. it's not true. Because... Uh, the, no,
2: the, everybody's
3: got different tastes. You then. have
2: different tastes and also the language that you're
0: and I think
3: that's
2: accustomed what it was. to and that you write in yourself. Yeah. You know when you've found somebody who just, yeah. you can, they just sing to you. Yeah.
4: Exactly uh, and then
2: and they make you despair because you'll never, ever write as well. Oh, but yeah. But it's worth reading any, anyway. Anyway. But that happens, too. And, and I think, too, we had an awful lot of fantasy written by grumpy old men. Yeah. Um, which I thought, look <laughs> back now, and I think, I would not pick those titles out now, but at the same era, there were these titles. Mm. But it was an education. I mean, I did of learn course. that you should actually pay attention to the names of the mountains. <laughs> and so I know <laughs> name things. Um,
3: Do you know who was really fun to, to read? Or at least this is my introduction to sci-fi and fantasy, where I really got hooked. Yeah. was Alan Dean Foster?
4: Oh, yeah, he's fun.
3: He is exactly, he he's is not fun. a grumpy old man. No, nope. uh, he, yeah, he, yeah he, he is a lot of fun. The Spellsinger series, which I go back and read mm. now, I was like, yeah. wow, that this is really soaked in a lot of weed. Uh, but but <laughs> yeah. It, it, yeah. It, it was so good, it, 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 it was he had just great pacing, fun, great, great
2: visual, always mm-hmm.
3: super action and uh, you know, uh, oriented, and um, and then very clever ideas in, in the sci fi as well. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I loved how much uh, he was just.
2: And he would throw things on set that were interesting, like little, mm-hmm. little side pieces that, are, that I always like to see that. Did you? Did I ever tell you how I, my first science fiction book I ever read mm. and how that came about? Yeah. I've probably told you guys, so it's a, so it's a, but I, I still like the story. So I'd run out of things to read. Yeah. So I went to the, the school library and reached up as high as I could. Mm. And I, that was the N's. And I started reading all the N authors. I just thought, I'll just start, and I'll find a new author this way. There's an awful lot of really not very good authors that have the last name of him, and my, no offense, but I kept (laughs) through it, and then I hit Norton,
4: Mm,
0: and I I pulled off
2: um, The Last Planet, which has been renamed, Star Ranger is the time, and I went went home, and I read that, and I went, oh, (laughs) what is this? And I went back, and I read more. And then I went to the public library, and I discovered they had a science fiction section. I mean, my dad was bringing me the pulp song, so I was aware of yeah. science fiction. But I didn't know these authors. I didn't know they were right. there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, uh, you know, I would just take home my 10, 20 books a week from the library. Wow. I would just scour the place. But it started there, and it started there because I didn't want to read about here and now. Mm. I wanted... It's the same reason I'm a, I'm a biologist. I wanted to know why and where and what and what's over the hill, what's under the rock. And oh,
4: yeah, yeah. this
2: was the fiction that said that. Yeah. And I went, I was just like, boom, when I was 10 and it was great. And it was just, uh, I never looked back really. And then I, I tried to make myself read all the, the greats. And, and some of the greats absolutely yeah. loved them. And others didn't call me. but. Uh, yeah. And then, then when I hit 50, I said, I don't have to finish a book. if I don't like it.
0: Damn right. You don't. It's liberating. Yeah.
2: You don't have to wait that long.
0: No, no, I already do that. How, how, how long will you give a book before you decide, yeah, it's not for me? That's interesting. It, it depends.
3: Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, yeah, because I get things to blurb, and sometimes mm-hmm. I really dig them, and then sometimes I, I struggle through them. Yeah, yeah, and, uh, yeah. You know, but I, I want to finish to – anything that I do blurb, I've always finished it. Okay. You know, I, I don't I, oh, yeah. I don't ever uh, – And I just, know that I
2: can hand it to somebody that reads my work, and they would like it. That's my, right. my go-to on it.
0: Have you ever, like, that's a part of the industry that I know nothing about is, is blurbing. And, and, like, have you ever, or, or have you ever, slash, how often do you, you know, get a book to blurb and have to say no?
2: Uh 80%.
0: Really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean,
3: one way or another, you know, it, it's just, it, it which is never an indictment. Of no, no, God's book, no, no, but it has to it's be. It's just, just not for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it, it's not my per- particular personal yeah. taste. And so... Um, but and, and I want to make sure that if I recommend something, that I do think that folks who like me would also enjoy this. Yeah,
2: Because uh, they're not people who know product. us as people. They're people who know our name. Yeah. So it is, uh, I see brand all the time, but it's, it's it's true that there's a label out there that says, you know, this is a Kevin Hearn book. Kevin Hearn recommends this book. So obviously, right, yeah. the connection is supposed to be they're readers of yours. They'll like that. Mm-hmm. And that's got to be a touchstone when you're blurbing. Uh, and, I don't want my name on something because it's going to stay there. But the first time I, mm. I blurb something, uh, it was uh, a book that came out in ninety nine or ninety eight. They keep using my blurb on all that author's new books, oh.
4: Oh. and so you
2: have to be very careful who you're attaching to because oh, it will. There's, delivered. there's no reason that you can say back, oh, you can't use that because they do write, oh, referring to this book. But now it's on books that I I haven't read, I don't know, I don't necessarily like. But so it's an ongoing, you have to protect your reputation.
0: That's interesting.
2: As well as as just be true to yourself.
4: Right.
0: And there
2: is, every once in a while, it sort of feels like there's a bit of pressure. Oh, you should blurb somebody because, you know, help them in their career and you should do things for other people. That's not helping them if you're not being sincere. Mm. It has to come from some bedrock. So yeah, but blurring is an interesting Yeah interesting thing I often ask actually if somebody would like a blurb if I have had talked to them and I like oh, their voice and, and they say they've got a book coming out and, and it would be a book that I would love to read and, uh, <laughs> and I say but that's also a two-edged thing because somebody really famous you don't want to look like you're saying can I put my name on, you know get your my name on your really <laughs> famous book so I'm yeah, always they, hesitant okay, about just,
4: that for all <laughs> you listeners at home <laughs> Brian is like pointing
3: at me, going, "That's you." And I'm like, "No, i do <laughs> not really famous." Man. Yeah, I'm not really famous, but um, yeah, it's I, I, all like,
2: pink now. It's really
3: quite cute. I know. I, I, I blush really easily because uh, being Irish and stuff. But um, the the uh, the thing about uh, uh, let me let me share one that I really enjoyed: uh, "The Women's War" by Jenna Glass. Mm. Uh, it's just coming out. Okay, and yeah. um, it, it is basically taking the premise that uh, if women had complete and utter control over their reproductive systems. Okay. How would that change the society? Uh, like there, and it, and it had a lot of implications once she really, you know, thought it through and kind of said, well, here's how things would change. Yeah. I was like, "Whoa, that is mind blowing. And, um, and so it's not just a, a situation of, Hey, I'm taking, birth control it's like no no if a woman does not wish to get pregnant or or carry the child later on yeah. of any man for any reason if she does not genuinely wish to carry that child to term, yeah it won't happen and, oh, and, and so okay. so so look it, that really has a lot of implications uh for yeah. things and then it had immediate implications for in this case it was a feudal system uh, and a royal family time, yeah. where okay. there was there was there was gonna be an heir. Yeah, well now the guy Whoa. was a jerk. The the, the prince was a, a, a complete jerk and so she does not want to ever get pregnant by this guy or give him an heir. That's so it's not gonna happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so now what's he gotta do? Is he going to change and be a better person from now on? Probably not. No. <laughs> but, you know, it, it, so it, it does, it, it changes power structures, basically. Oh, and, and I I never really thought about it before, how that would really affect mm-hmm. uh, a lot of the stuff. And, of course, this is one of many, many books that was written in response to you know, the election.
4: Yeah, of course. Um,
3: but I, I found it fascinating. The magic system that was in there was great. So, anyway, uh, nice. once again, the, the, it's called The Women's War by Jenna Glass. And I, I, I found that uh, wonderful. You guys might enjoy it.
1: You know, we're recording oh. this, right?
0: I realized that we're recording. Julie wrote it down. You didn't give her crap for writing recommendations. test.
2: Oh, oh, <laughs> like, everyone pause and write down right, The on. Women's War. And that's that's fantastic. No, oh, you i know, I'm
0: gonna put on my good The
2: best books to blurb are the ones that take your breath away. Mm-hmm. And you don't get that very often. I mean, you, you say, "Yeah, this is a, this is fine. This is a good book." You know, it's a, especially if it's a debut. Mm-hmm. You say, "This is this is really good." Mm-hmm. I don't damn with faint praise. I mean, I yeah,
4: yeah. I will
2: look for what I find is really really great, even yep. though the book itself is, may not be perfect very rarely are for every sure. once in a while you get one in your hands and you just say oh my yeah. god i got to read this first yeah ha. so yeah. that's that's a nice feeling everyone will feel that way about Gossamer Mage. <laughs> <laughs> this is my hope no, noted, i'm, noted. I'm, 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 I, I'm waiting with bated breath oh god <laughs>
0: i'm sure it's, it's actually
2: terrifying this stage of things really yeah. like
0: yeah. still yeah. after this is book like, 20 this yeah. is actually
2: my lodestone. i now know what number it is i had a lot of trouble in teams but now i've got a 20 so now it'll just be that so
4: yeah
0: and it's still this. terrifying Oh, yeah.
2: Wow. Well, especially if you do new things. You try new stuff. Okay. Yeah. I, the, the, I'm I, not an English major here, people. Oh, fair <laughs> enough. Okay. You know, biologist. <laughs> I, I really worried about actually ascending to third person in my third oh. book. I worked very hard on that. And uh, so, managed third person. You know, go me. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, no, it's, 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 it's good to challenge yourself. It keeps oh, the work fresh. And I like that prison of terror I do
0: I do okay I, just, I was kind of hoping that terror would go away at some point that's oh
3: like, no no yeah. you're going to be terrified all your life sorry, yeah, yeah.
2: sorry.
0: <laughs> great that's just perfect creativity
2: yeah. it comes with passion at both ends <laughs> yep, great
0: yeah.
3: I'll give it uh, Gods of Jade and Shadow is coming out by Sylvia Marino uh, Garcia
0: yeah I've, I've heard of that one I think really good okay um,
3: and then uh, Wanderers by Chuck Wendig is different from some of his other stuff and it was fantastic. Good. good. Um, so there's a couple of okay. things on the yes. horizon. That's what that's. People say, "What are you reading?" I'm like, "Stuff that you can't read right now." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I read it ahead of time. You know, not trying to be mean. Yeah, yeah. yeah, You'll read it in a few months, but yeah. um, that's kind of where I'm at. I'm not usually reading something that mm. is on the shelves at the moment. I'm reading something that will be on the shelves in a few
4: months. Right. And right, right. I will
2: go back to old books too. And I'm writing actively. It's oh, okay. It's, you know, like comfort food books that I know I really like and. And uh, I always find something new when I'm in that mindset anyway, when mm. I read them again. Um, I, I recently reread all of Anne Bishop's other books. Oh, okay, yeah. her new one's coming out, and we're going to be signing next, uh, end of this month, actually, in Albany. Oh, cool. But I read them again, and I have to say this read, and I don't know whether it's because I was in the middle of Mage Brain, but it was its actually a thing, Roger will tell you. Uh, Mage Brain? Well, plus with the cast. I was just zoned oh, so yeah. into okay, writing right. all the time. I found so much more depth because they're, mm. they're, they're quick reads. Yeah. They're entertaining. They're, they're very uh, consumable. Right, okay. But when you go back through and you know what happens and you can see the inevitability of it and what she's oh, set in with the world building that she's done, Okay. there's a ton of stuff there, and it's worth rereading. Okay. Uh, also, a book that's just coming out is Titan Shade by Dan Stout. He's okay. a new, it's a debut book. And I, I looked at it because I like Alien Nation. And it looked Clabber, a bit right, like yeah. Alienation, but it's not. It's not an. It's not Earth. It's got that flavor of it. Mm. Um, it's a little bit like uh, Chadwick Ginter's uh, work with in the oil fields where he's got. Oh thunder, yeah,
0: Thunder Road and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: But this is. Uh, it, it was really good. He has an orc. You know, he has a partnership between a human and an orc. Oh, cool! But it works really, really well. I mean, they, every, there's four races, and they all just have to work. They all have to. They're all stuck in this place. They're all trying to deal with. The, uh, the fact that they're heating some kind of god, they're, all the heat comes from some torment of a god down below mm-hmm. up through regular radi- registers and it stinks. I mean, just little things like that. He's got some cool. really cool stuff in it.
0: I'm looking at I just pulled up the cover on, on my Goodreads app.
2: Yeah. That, that's
0: cool. It looks like a, almost like a buddy cop sort of thing. Yeah, it
2: is a buddy cop yeah. thing.
1: I'm trying to remember if that's the one they made, like, a Netflix series out of.
2: Are you thinking
0: of Bright? Yeah. Bright. Yeah. Um, yeah. I th- I no, mean, that was a couple of years ago now. Actually. I yeah. think poor
2: Dan must have been going. Like, I, when I was writing Behold His Eye when they came out with Odo, oh, and
4: I'm
0: going, yeah. oh no,
2: a shapeshifter already on TV, and I looked at yeah. thought, that's nothing like mine. Yeah, no So kidding. I think it's, this is nothing like Bright. Okay.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's, yeah, that's immediately what I thought of. Because a similar story. kind of concept, right? Yeah. I'm sure this is much better. I enjoyed Bright, but this looks cool. Mm-hmm no, so it was, cool. was good. I was to Okay, yeah. there we go. It's on my want to read list, which is huge. Um, oh man! Besides the the one
3: thing that you've got going with the yeah. the writing
0: class that you have,
3: yeah. is it just the one class you have? Or you no, have, no, I've you got
0: three. I'm I'm full time, so I've got. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you have three? Yeah. So I teach. I have the grade twelve writers craft, and then I teach two uh, sections of grade ten Canadian history, which is kind of my staple. I do that every semester. Um, and yeah, so that's, I've got, yeah, that I'm used to and it's easy and, and then the writer's craft is a new one because I've never actually taught it before. So I'm just kind of inventing as I go and, and seeing what I can throw out there. So grade 10 Canadian history. Grade 10 Canadian history, man. All right. So,
3: so, uh,
4: maybe I should,
0: Uh maybe I should Uh stop in on this
3: class. (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah. Oh
0: yeah. Maybe you feel free. I, I need to, I need to, to basically, uh. Get my Canadian yeah, history. Yeah, dude, you uh, have a, um, a, a test coming up potentially that. Uh... <laughs> a few years,
3: but, you know, I should put that into Trello. Yeah, uh, then, yeah then absolutely. Then yeah. Gotta, so we'll I've get gotta, to
4: keep you.
3: Yeah, I, I've got a. Awesome. I, I was sent away, they sent me a little, you know, here's a little booklet. Oh, really? Of all the stuff that's going to be, you know, possibly covered.
4: What was, it? What was the in text? the
3: text? Like, your course. Okay. No, I mean, it basically is a whole bunch of information about dates and, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, folks and what they did and so okay. on and so forth. And then you you, you take a, a test, a, a practice test. Yeah. It turns out that this test is just like, I don't know, 20 to 40 multiple choice questions. Oh, no. But it's all over this stuff that's possibly wow. you know, in here. And I was like, wow, that's that's pretty intense. Uh, yeah, I mean, you're, you're just boiling it down to those multiple choice things, huh? Wow. And so it's, it's, it's uh, you know, you study a whole bunch of stuff and hope
0: you get and i right on the multiple choice to. Yeah. Yeah. That kind of sounds like my course, although I don't, I don't do multiple choice. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say,
1: that's history done terrible. That's because, history. Um, that is
0: history done terrible. Yeah. The funny thing is, I've got colleagues that swear by multiple choice for courses still. And, I'm, and I, I look at them, I'm like, how do you... <sighs> you uh, in-
2: I took my first year psychology course. We walked in. Oh, man. so excited. And he said, yeah, I got the textbook. And we said, yes. Oh, my gosh. I love buying textbooks. And then he said, okay, in the library are all the multiple choice questions I could possibly ask you okay. on this textbook. Come in and write the final. That was it. We never had an other minute in the class. Everything was based on memorizing the textbook and answering that multiple choice test. And if you succeeded at a certain point, you could then take an actual real second half yeah, of course. Okay. So that was one half credit yeah. of the year was that was that. Oh my God. So of course I was, you know, students were going through to be optometry students or pharmacy or something like that, and they want the marks. Yeah. They just lived in the library. They were memorizing. They split it up, and they were memorizing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just read through the book and had a wonderful time (laughs) and and did fine. And then the next part, we could actually, you know, observe monkeys, and it was an animal behavior course, and that's what I wanted anyway. But the only good thing about it was that I did have a really full slate, and I was taking this fantasy course and all the other things and logic and all the sciences and math, and so I did have time for this. So I actually got a half credit kind of on the slide, it felt like. But Canadian history, though, that would be interesting because it's changed a lot from when I was taught.
0: Yeah. It's, we're very uh, The way I do it is very social history focused. And it's a, yeah. like, I, I don't do, I don't, I don't, it might not be useful for you because I don't do a lot of date memorization. It's a lot of, like, as long as you know the order in which things you happen. You don't have
2: a very long history anyway, so it does not matter. <laughs> yeah, well,
0: that's true. As long as you know. Well, I'm
3: always fascinated by the way history is presented
2: mm-hmm.
1: and,
3: and who's, you know who's being left out? Yeah, that's um, it. Because I remember, uh, you know, an analysis of
0: American history textbooks. Mm-hmm. That's what and, I taught last semester, actually. And,
3: and how how much stuff got left out. Yeah, of that, and you know whose narrative was really being you know pushed here. Absolutely,
2: we're very yeah. touchy about the 1812 thing. Ah. Yeah, 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 right.
3: <laughs> I, okay, that was a funny part of the, of the thing that Canada sent is it, is uh, it when in I, there? I was. I, yeah, it's in there. Yeah, uh, is. so yeah, it was the United States thought at one point that uh, it, it would be easy. To uh, invade Canada and add it to their territory. Can we weren't a country. Right? Right. Or you know, something Canadian like that. But, but, but the province, whatever it is. Uh, invade Ontario. Upper Canada. Upper, Canada, upper Canada, Canada. Canada. Yes, thank you. So invade invade that. You know, They were wrong. <laughs> it was just that. <laughs> they thought it would Wait, be we easy. Try to keep
2: it pithy. Yeah, yeah, they were wrong. But oh, you know what really applies to this yeah. is return. I read all these letters written by pioneer women back back to their sisters and back to England. Oh, cool. And among them was their joy at there being some militia call-up because their husbands had just been sitting there. They hated (laughs) being farmers. They were all soldiers, well-trained, many of them officers. Yeah, yeah. And they finally had work. Oh, man. Because they could all march down, you know, burn the White House down and come back and finally do something with themselves. And said, this was the best six months of our time here. We bought a piano. You know, it was very practical. (laughs) It was amazing, and, and then he said, "The only thing we really want is post office, because then he can mm. actually work as postman and post oh, office yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and be postmasters, because these are also good jobs." But yeah. they were thinking this way, even though they were still living, you know, cutting log cabins out of the bush. Yeah. This was the thought, and I thought, "I've never seen the War of eighteen twelve quite that way." That's interesting. I haven't, but uh, now I did. They were they were so excited that they're, they're you know get off the couch, Ernie, go fight. They didn't actually do that much fighting. They just kind of marched along. lot. Basically, but, you yeah. Know, they got dressed up again. Yeah,
4: I exactly. tell you. They get to feel useful. Huh? There you
2: useful. go. Oh, no, it's, it's, one of the things when we went through, I was the era, it was kind of fun because it was when they were flipping the textbooks, as I said before, mm. from, from American English, it was even more profound in our, our history classes. Yeah, yeah. Because our books had been published in the States. Oh. And so the big change, of course, immediately was nothing was in color. It was only two color. Because we couldn't afford, we didn't have a big enough publishing market to, oh to make four-color books. Right, okay. But that was fine. I just thought Canada all of a sudden just came a sepia in black. <laughs> <laughs> it was kind of boring. But, you know, that was a big change, too. But I was yeah. a little ahead. Uh, I was ahead of that. It was coming in behind me. Okay. So I would see these textbooks. Like, what are they learning?
0: Oh, you know, why am I memorizing
2: yeah. presidents when well, they, they're learning. Wow! <laughs> so it's 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 fun for us too. It's it's been a big change. Yeah,
0: the whole concept of textbooks is going out the window now because mm-hmm. mostly because of budget. Like you, mm-hmm. like and, I mean, web-based and web based things. But even the web based doesn't work because like I, I teach a, a social studies course, like introduction to anthro and psych and, and sociology, and um, the textbook that we have for that is like. 25 years old or something. Like I was flipping through it and they're talking about the human genome project as though it's current. I'm Mm. like, Oh wait, hold on. I can't use this. Um, and so the textbook that I would like to use, is maybe like a couple of years old, but even the web based, like to get PDFs of it, you only get the license for a year and it's about as much as buying a physical copy. So we can't afford that. Can't afford a new set of, um, printed books. So everybody, so basically it's like we have to move away from doing anything with textbooks period.
2: I've done a lot of textbooks. I've done hundreds of textbooks and I, I, left that business, exactly when it was doing really well but you could see it coming yeah they not only wanted you to also write the teacher's guide material for every mm, test.
4: yeah
2: they wanted you to supply three times the content for web because that's where they saw it coming so you just can't yeah. you're not for the same amount of money right four no, times exactly. the amount of content so i just kind of yeah. and plus they turn them over all the time well right. that's now, it
4: right? yeah textbooks,
2: but but anyway you should get yourself a good history textbook yeah, for yeah. i can loan you a couple yeah you go. yeah yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Nice. <laughs> you'll know more than we do
3: well, yeah, that's why my neighbors yeah. are telling me that it's like, wow! By the time you uh, get ready to take this test, you're going to know more than us. But let's—we should have a game. <laughs> <laughs> let, let, let's have a let, let's have a game night. I like, almost, this, I like this
0: subtle <laughs> Canadian twang that yeah, you had to do with it.
3: Come come on over to uh, uh, my neighbors are from Nova Scotia, so
0: oh. probably hey, they have but, a different uh, history, too. That's okay. They won't listen to this.
3: Yeah. Uh, they'll, uh, <laughs> so they'll, they'll come on. We'll go over next door and have a, a game night of, uh, you know, various history questions. Awesome. And we'll see how the the Americans do versus the Canadians uh, on
0: Canadian history. That's awesome. So, yeah. yeah.
2: Always
0: better. Oh, yeah. Cause we, yeah, we better. don't study our own history. Well oh,
2: And I mean, <laughs> we leave it. But the thing, we don't study it after high school, either. Yeah. That's... I mean, I'm... I was reintroduced to history because I didn't really like it that much in school. I mean, it was not mm. it, it was set, done. You know, yeah. I didn't know that you could rewrite it. Once <laughs> I discovered that, <laughs> that was the whole new thing. But when I was doing Turn, I wanted that setting, that that veracity. Yeah. And that's why I started reading letters and biographies and doing the kind of thing a historian actually might do. And I got hooked. I mean, I, I could have gone down that rabbit hole a whole long mm. distance. And even now, for, for, for Mage, just following the, the societal paths of a material through, the, the years and who uses yeah, it and yeah, how yeah. they get it and where it comes from and, yeah, and what's banning yeah. cod. There's a book called Cod, trust me.
4: Okay. My family
2: will laugh when I say this out loud, but I bought this book. It's on the history of cod fishing.
4: Okay.
0: But it is
2: actually about the slave trade and it is about massive shifts in the economy. Oh, interesting. I mean, there was so much food that was basically free mm. that it allowed the fact that you could just bring all masses of people and just plop them on an island to grow sugar cane yeah. because you fed them cod. But I mean, the way it's presented is—it's huh. it's, it's living. It, it's just—it's wonderful book. It's called, called Cod. Cod. Trust me on this.
3: Okay. I believe you, do. Like okay. it. Yes. And it's fascinating how yeah, resources like that uh, make possible—you uh, know—what what people decide to do with the resources.
0: Yes. Well, that's yes. it, right? Well, that's, yeah. Yeah. I always liked uh, *Guns, Germs, and Steel*. Jared yeah. Diamond's book way back, yep. like that, because oh yes, yes, it, it did. yeah, it presents the whole like you know the way world history turned out the way it did is just a fluke, and Europe being lucky with what they had access to, essentially. Well, that and
3: along with the geography of it. Yeah, that's uh, what I mean. That, yeah. that uh, the rivers that, that allowed them to basically build trade networks, and yeah. then part of it would being the weather um, that forced certain kinds of governmental structures to mm-hmm. prepare for winter. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, because you couldn't go out and you know year round and easily access food part mm-hmm. part of the year. You're buried in snow, and yeah. there wasn't any, so you had to plant, and that necessitated government structures that eventually became, you know, the the nurseries of colonialism. So, yeah, yeah that, that's...
2: And, it's ultimately, kind of,
3: hockey. Yeah, and yeah. ultimately hockey. Yeah, and
2: ultimately hockey. No, but it's true. You, yeah, you, no. you, 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 it's, it's wonderful to talk to someone who doesn't come from a climate that changes. Yeah. You, know, you talk to anyone from an equatorial country or, or or one of these places that just seems like a little bubble of, yeah. of uh, no, it doesn't actually kill you if you go outside on any particular day. And it, it is interesting. It's yeah. very interesting to uh, – I get a lot of that from your work, too, you get that sense of, of place and, mm. and climate and change. And yeah,
3: Well, that's yeah, that's one of the reasons I like to do location scouts for my yeah. urban fantasy. I want everything there to be very concrete so that when I put in my completely bad-shaped fantasy elements, <laughs> you know, They're, they are really like, buy oh, it it well, this bit. must be real because everything else is real. So, yeah, it, it just helps people buy Absolutely. it, you know. Have so.
2: you been to Quebec City yet?
3: I haven't yet. So oh, man. I keep man. hearing about how cool it is.
0: It is. It's, it's fabulous. Don't yeah. go in the winter. No.
4: Oh,
3: okay, I won't. I'll, I'll be staying here uh, for a while, so, uh, until it clears up.
0: Yeah, so. yeah, so we go in, like, July. Okay. Yeah,
2: yeah, or fall.
0: Or fall, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, in of, like, yeah. I do have a lot of
3: Canada that
2: I still need to
0: explore or something. Yeah. A whole bunch it's of provinces been. I have to invent. That's the same for most Canadians. I've, right. I've only ever seen Ontario and Quebec.
2: Okay. And that's it. You have so much to see.
0: I know. I've got a lot of time, though.
2: I <laughs> glad you said that. I, that's, not that's, oh, not uh, that's not what I meant. That's not what I meant. That's not what I meant. Probably. Uh, those two people can be very, uh, very sedentary. I really,
3: I really do enjoy road trips. Oh, um, yeah? And actually driving and seeing the country. Um, those are actually quite a bit of fun for me. Okay. And I, I, I get to um, you know, notice the, the regional differences, mm. uh, the way people live and yeah. talk and so on and so forth I really enjoy that so yeah. maybe I'll do a cross-continental Canadian I've always concert. wanted to
0: do that go yeah. here all the way up to BC I've only seen BC for like three hours in an airport you
2: really yeah. should go to When Words Collide
0: I, should, I, I would it love to it's a
2: wonderful convention yeah, uh, yeah. it's Calgary so yeah. it's not during school
0: no I know i say it's the money oh yes yeah and uh, yeah, so I, I would love to because
2: yeah, they still have that uh, not like the, the Duff the one that the, the fan fund sends someone from east to west west to east I don't know Goodness um, sakes! You don't know about it?
0: No, I don't it's know. It's been going talk- on for years. What the hell are you talking about?
2: Well, one you, you, because they want to cross-pollinate. There's yeah. a, a fan fund that sends a fan from the east to the western convention, a fan from the western convention to the eastern convention.
4: Really?
2: I've donated to that thing for a long time. They way- do it in, New, in Australia and New Zealand too. They get between their conventions because. And it, almost is, as far. and
0: when words collide, does it? Well, in- every,
2: everybody does it.
4: Really? Yeah. How do
0: I not a, know a fan this? Fan fund.
2: Now maybe it's fallen apart. To so be, I don't know, but it used to be quite a good way for people. to, like, you know, you would come. It must be still going because I was at Ad Astra two years ago, and the, the the person was there, and I forget the acronym they used for the person. Okay, they were there from Vancouver, from VCon or whatever.
0: Okay, I'm just yeah, I'm just wondering like what what two cons would it be linked to because I know we don't.
2: Well, it's all it, like I presume all any usual ones that are there for a while. Okay. Well, now it's we so have cute. a
0: project. <laughs>
2: it's a new project.
0: Great. Oh yeah, yeah. That's a. And we if it doesn't still exist, then project. you should
2: just get it going again because it worked really well.
0: Okay. Well, that sounds like a corporate job. Yeah, yeah, we'll give that yeah. to Marie.
1: <laughs> give it to
0: Marie.
2: Marie probably already <laughs> knows.
0: It's it's the money. That's we don't do money. We no. just we schedule people. We have enough. We have enough to do. <laughs> <laughs>
3: All right, I'm going to see you, with Marie, tomorrow,
0: and I'm like, Marie, they just came up with a new job for you. I will text her right now. Don't even think I would. No, I'll. Tell you, I'm seeing her later. I'll tell her later. Yeah. Oh. Anytime you want to come join us.
2: Oh, where were you guys when I was younger? And I don't mean that in the sense of younger as a don't do it, as in the sense of now I have you know a great big set up office and everything like no, right that. I just walk up and I work and I walk out. <laughs> and be, that's take the work dream to a place. Yeah, uh, I don't know. That,
0: that's the dream right there.
2: But I do. That that being said, I love doing it when I travel. Oh you know, yeah, I get a lot of writing done when I'm on the road. I don't know about you, but when I'm sitting at an airport or I'm. You know, at a hotel or whatever, at a convention between yeah, yeah. times. I that, that's not that's much at a convention because I'm usually focused on that, but no, I for travel sure. to and from.
4: Okay,
3: one of the coolest things though, that ha- I, I do try to to work and get something done, yeah. you know,
2: while I'm out there,
3: and it, with varying degrees of success. For sure. But um, I remember going to, uh, I think it was it, it was a New Orleans con. It was uh, when they were having the RWA thing that or, Romance uh, Writers of America. But what's their big con that they have every
2: year? Oh, Viking. Sorry.
3: I yeah, I, well, that one. That yeah, okay. One. Anyway, so <laughs> this is another thing where the internet is going. It's this con. How can you it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, um, I, I go to the con in, in New Orleans, and uh, Rachel Kane was there. And so uh, Ra- Rachel Kane is, is – Yeah, I'm blanking on who that is. Okay. Well, she's uh, an author of a lot of sci-fi and fantasy. Okay. Uh, and uh, right now uh, some thrillers. Uh, oh, Still cool. Still House Lake and stuff like that. So, um, she's fantastic and, uh, super prolific. And, uh, we sat there with our headphones on, right across from each other, and we wrote a whole bunch. I, nice. I got a
1: lot done, and,
3: and uh, it's kind of fascinating. that, You know, when you do sit down across from somebody, you yeah. and, and we're like, all right, we're working now. Yeah, yeah Derek is really good at this. Right? Derek he's is amazing. Derek is really I good. Think he's at, terrifying. At, at, yeah, he right? oh, yeah. Okay, we're working now. Yeah, right, you don't stop at line. And, yeah. and, and you get a, you, you do actually get a lot done yeah, yeah. that way. So I enjoy that, and uh, mm-hmm. so I, I while I'm on the road, I, I will try to get a little bit done wherever I go, okay. but. Uh, Usually if it's with somebody and we're saying, we're going to work now, then yeah, I, I, I get a lot that. better uh, than on my
2: own. So. One thing I do find when I'm at a convention is I try to stay in my the room as little as possible. Yeah. And I try to sit as little as possible. And I think I started doing it mostly because I went to conventions and I would love to have talked to some of the guests. Mm. And they were either cloistered in the bar talking to each other because they hadn't seen each other for a long time yeah. and were having a good time, or they were... Um, uh, not everyone but I mean in in the public spaces sitting and clearly working or having meetings and I thought to myself this is awesome but how do you get get access? How do you actually get to talk to people like that? So it became a little bit of a thing where I would try when I got to be a guest uh, I would try to be as accessible as possible and I then got into a mindset of, of almost guilt if I was in my room. I'm in my room. Oh my god. Gotta get back. Gotta get back. Which is which is fine, but yeah. it doesn't lend itself to good thinking. But one of the things I do like is that feeling of being in the university library when everyone else is working. You're right, it's great intensity.
4: Yeah. You're looking across
2: and everybody's doing something. And, and even if you're just typing really nonsense letters really fast, uh, they we have done that once or twice. Uh, it's it, it, so I'm really working hard. Yes. Yeah. Now I want to sit across in an airport with headphones and see what I write when you're and twenty.
3: Yeah, there we go. Rachel is a lot faster than me. Almost okay. everybody is really, but, uh, but but I I managed to get a thousand words in an hour. That's pretty good. Which, which is which yeah. is very good for me. Yeah. Uh, and That's very zoned. Uh, Ra- Ra- Rachel yeah. got I think seventeen hundred or something like that. I mean, she's ridiculously fast wow. sometimes the way she can go. So. Um, yeah, it, it, it was super productive for both of us, and then we felt like, okay, now we could do, you know, we could do the rest of the con, and, you know.
2: Uh, do you think I, I could just go up to someone that's another writer before the con starts and say, would you write with me? Would that be okay?
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think mean, yeah, you could, yeah. The worst thing they say is no. Yeah,
1: I mean, they're not going to challenge you to a duel or anything. <laughs> I don't
2: know. I'm sitting here with this word count, so I'm going, wait a minute.
3: Well, no, I, I I just try to my I'm just trying to get a thousand words a day. Period. You know, if yeah. I, right. The fact that I got it in an hour, it was like
2: okay, I'm done. Yeah. You, know, I you, like, are,
3: yeah. you know, I'm totally relaxed now. You know.
2: So I wanted to ask you this. May I ask you a question? It's not my podcast, but I have, have we been asking questions. I really pay attention. Is that how you say your name? Delilah. Delilah, thank you. Uh, you you met, you wrote somewhere that you had sat and talked out a lot of the plot for Farm Boy. Yeah. So is that something that you that you do a lot of? Like do you actually converse with with a co-author and and, uh, brainstorm it that way? We
3: break down the story, uh, what what in general terms is going to happen, and then we uh, get a little bit more detailed with the outline from there.
2: And you're laughing a whole lot.
3: And then we yeah, and then we switch. We take turns writing the chapters. So uh, kill the farm boy. Uh, was a project that we had basically started out at, at an airport in Dallas. And then uh, No Country for Old Gnomes was done in uh, New Orleans uh, along Frenchman Street. We went from bar to bar <laughs> getting a new drink. Nice. But every, one of the cool things about Frenchman Street is that every single bar has different live music. So it's here's Dixieland jazz. Now here's blues, and now here is like an interesting saxophone piano duo. But sometimes the guy will put the saxophone down, and he'll pick up a banjo. You don't know what he's gonna play next. (laughs)
0: Oh my god!
3: So I mean, and then every place has its yeah, it has its own. its own sound and then they also have their own menus and things like that and so you're very inspired as you go from place to place oh that's cool so we were it was our own little quest let's just make it down to the end of the street and see if we're still sober no (laughs) but but still if we can still have ideas and write and yes that was the case so yeah we broke down no country for old gnomes in in uh, new orleans and then we did the princess beard in seattle
0: okay and
3: uh, in in, the, in two different sushi places, one was a more traditional sushi place. And then we, after we had sort of a formal kind of experience mm. there, we went down the street like two blocks and there was a Hawaiian place that was doing span masubi. And so that gave us a completely different flavor oh my uh, God. Of, of stuff going on. So, um, yeah, we, we had the best time breaking stuff down like that. And then we do everything else, you know over email. From,
2: and this you know, just right picture now. the waiter's face, the waitstaff's faces, as they, as they hear the pieces of your conversation. Yeah, no doubt. Oh, yeah,
3: the, yeah, the, yeah, that's for sure because we're, we're sitting there talking about, you know, centaurs using tea magic and uh, <laughs> uh, whatever.
2: Yeah. So this is something I have not yet done. Uh, I, I've, Collaborate like in person with someone else, mm. yeah. And so it, it's something I look forward to doing at some point. So I'm just kind of getting yeah. all the thoughts about what people do.
0: That's, that's a ton of fun. I've done it in a group of four before
2: mm-hmm.
0: uh, with uh, with Derek and Jeff Gander and, and Nicole, and we were collaborating on a gaming thing. And it was just, we just spent two hours. and we We're throwing ideas back and forth. We like okay, you do that, and then, then we you know write for twenty minutes and then reconvene. And it was such a, it was so much fun. Hmm. Yeah. yeah, but it's got to be the right people. Oh,
4: it, it,
2: yeah. It, right. it, yes. it so needs
0: to be
3: somebody, somebody that you, that you, you yeah. kind of mesh with. Yeah, so but making a um,
2: location inspired, too. It's yeah, interesting. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: Well, I
3: mean, if you read No Country for Old Gnomes, you're not going to see anything there that resembles New Orleans. Uh, it, <laughs> it, 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 but, but I mean, it was just, we, we were in a place, and things that, that we're, we we did see, for example, look, there's a griffin on the cover, and okay. we would not have included a griffin in the novel if we didn't run into one in New Orleans. So, yeah, you, there aren't griffins in New Orleans. Okay, saying. okay. So, that's, <laughs> so anyway, I didn't know that. Yeah, it, it, it was awesome. Okay. It, it, we ran into something there, we're like, you know what, we should have a griffin in this book. And so it happened and okay. we would not have ever thought of that if we hadn't been in that place at that time. So yeah, absolutely. yeah. I mean, while, while it's definitely not a, a new Orleans themed, you know, thing going right. on, yeah, yeah. It, it, new Orleans did inspire, uh, you know, the elements of the book and same thing for Seattle inspiring parts of the princess beard. That's cool. man. You so. have
2: inspired me. Ooh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. have fun. Yeah. It, it, yeah. Is, it is
3: a great time. I'm, I'm so glad I did it. Uh, because uh, I had never known what that, you know, experience was, you know, would be like. And it, it was great because now I've written, you know, half a novel. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and, and it goes a lot faster, actually, when you're only writing half. Yeah.
2: I know we're writing short of time, but it's really interesting. I think part of the problem, I, not problem, part of the reason I never went that route hmm. was I came out of educational publishing. And my last project, I had 63 authors, of which oh, I was one, plus I was the senior editor, and that's, that's not just hurting cats. That's beyond hurting cats. Yeah, no kidding. And then the school boards. I mean, the, the number of people who would touch every word.
0: Oh, the school boards are brutal.
2: So it's it was to be able to just sit down by myself and write what I wanted
0: mm. was just
2: such a rush. And it still is a rush. Don't get me wrong. But now I look back and I think, well, there were, of course, moments of wonderful collaboration on the yeah. nonfiction stuff. And there were moments of excitement and stuff around the door. Uh, but, but I'm still rather protective of my creativity yeah. as opposed mm. to, I don't think I... I that's why doing the, the anthology was a, was really good. I mean, I enjoyed that so much. I had so much fun seeing what other people would write yeah, in my yeah, yeah. world. That was fantastic. So I should, I, should yeah. I did ask you, didn't I? You were too busy. Yeah,
3: unfortunately. Yeah. If I do another so, one, which can I ask you again? Uh, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I don't, I don't, yeah. I, I, I am seriously already uh,
4: over the Overcommitted. Yeah, yeah, I'm
3: overcommitted, and, and,
0: and I, I just don't yeah. know. So, this yeah. is Tales from Plexus that we're talking about, in case anybody yes. doesn't know, yeah, which I'm very much looking forward to reading.
2: Yes, from one end to the other.
0: Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. I read I read the instructions, <laughs> and so I now so I know what I'm getting into before I start. Uh, yeah,
2: I have to say this has probably been the most fun podcast I've ever done.
0: Really? Yay. Yeah. Well, it's
2: just so nice and comfortable and chit chatty, and if somebody's yeah, going to yeah. be pulling up a chair, basically, that's the idea. That's, uh, that's yeah, amazing. it's
0: just kind of sit and, and shoot the shit, and the audience is eavesdropping. Hopefully,
1: all, eaves- all, all eight people.
0: <laughs> 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 Maybe it'll be up to nine. For this Maybe do we'll up to
4: nine. Yeah, yeah, we'll get it up to Are nine.
0: Well, uh, we see that the gate has been sealed for now, and so it is almost certainly safe to emerge. We had a wonderful time talking with our fellow survivors today, so thank you to Julie and Kevin for joining us down here in our
1: underground safe haven. Thank you as well to all you survivors out there for joining us for our conversation today. And special thanks to fellow survivor Chris Kesner for providing our intro and outro music.
0: If you like what you've been hearing uh, for broadcasts from the Wasteland, uh, just a reminder that we have a donation page set up on our website. Please do check it out. And if you have a little bit of money to spare, we've been greatly appreciated by your poor, tired, hungry, terribly
1: exhausted hosts. Thank you again for joining us. And we'll look forward to reaching you again with our next... Broadcast from the Wasteland. Except we don't know
0: when that will be, do we? We do not. No, because no. this is the end of season one. And
1: optimistically, you are calling it season one. Well, I mean, you started calling it season one. Sure, I, I will. I will shoulder the blame for that. You should. I mean, we have already had some people asking about season two. We have, but it'll depend. It, it all depends yeah. on uh, how much love is showered upon us. Basically, so what, Basically. what we're saying, dear <laughs> listeners,
0: is that we would like love and affection yes. and and adoration and lots of, of social media, Hubaloo and then maybe...
1: Hubbaloo. That's a word. Hullabaloo.
0: Hullabaloo. 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 We want lots of hullabaloo. Hullabaloo is with, different. And, yeah, lots of hullabaloo. Um, and then maybe in a year's time or so... Um, or sooner. Or sooner, we may have another season or some special bonus
1: episodes that we're maybe cooking up. All of this to say... Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us for uh, season one. We are still optimistically calling. Uh, And we will hope to be transmitting again to you soon. Yeah. Uh, Once again, I'm Brandon Curley. I'm Evan May.
4: And stay safe out there, listeners.